following program contains language and subject matter that you may consider unsuitable for children. Parental discretion is advised. Greetings, Herfman. His Highness the Jackal. The Jackal. I'm going to pass the reins to Mr. Jackal, the new king of radio. I think Jackal's a Latino. I'm not sure, but he'll give it to you again. The Jackal. Welcome one, welcome all, to another exciting episode right here inside the jackal's head in my big giant skull. We are live once again right here on psn-radio.com, SoFlow Radio, and of course the Global Enlightenment Radio Network. I want to thank you all for spending your Thursday evening, September 24th, 2020. With me tonight is going to be the Mad Martian, and we're going to talk about the Red Planet itself. We're going to talk about Sidonia, we're going to talk about other areas outside of the face on Mars, perhaps, depends on where it goes, but he's welcomed uh, back into the show, and I cannot wait to have him on here, and uh, we're going to do a little bit different uh, tonight. We're going to sit back and enjoy the possibilities of not being alone. So no matter where you're listening from, even if you're in Alpha Centauri somewhere, if you're on Mars, Uranus, Venus, hell, if you're walking barefoot on the sun, I don't care where you're listening from, thank you for joining us. Gary is going to be here again uh, for the second time on the show, and uh, it's kind of funny because uh, I was going through my Facebook stuff earlier couple of days back, uh, and I noticed that he had messaged me back in 2011 about looking up some stuff on Mars, and I was like, my God, time flies. And I started reflecting back of how long I've actually been podcasting, and I've been doing this for 12 years, guys. It's amazing. You know, we ask, uh, where does the time go, right? You know, and... Uh, I ask that all the time because it really does just come and go. And that was almost 10 years ago when I got that message from Gary, the Mad Martian. And uh, I, I've i been through a lot since then. You know, I had uh, uh, health issues back then, but it wasn't as bad as I've gotten uh, in the last few years. I'll say that much. And, of course, I had uh, personal tragic deaths. And my family, uh, with my mother passing, and Art Bell passing, and then George passing recently, uh, Suds passing a year ago. Uh, it's been, uh, you know, and they're not, you know, the, the uh, last three are not in my family, uh, but still they felt like family members just uh, for the longevity of how long I knew Art for, and George, and and Suds. I mean, I grew up listening to those three gentlemen, and uh, it's just been a crazy decade, a lot of ups and downs this decade, and uh, I'm almost happy to see it go, but it could be really bad if the wrong people get elected come November 3rd, so we're going to talk about a little politics before we get into the space drama that I'm sure is going to erupt once we get the Mad Martian. Gary Lingier uh, on the show here, and uh, we explore the other worlds, and uh, there's a lot to talk about when it comes to politics. I don't know if you uh, are all aware of what's been happening, but the news has been just uh, bananas the last week with the death of, uh, of course, 
Ruth uh, Gator, Bader Ginsburg. Anybody says Gator, I've noticed that, by the way. That's like a, one, the one common mistake everybody on the uh, podcast has been making, or even TV has seen a, a few folks have uh, used the G instead of the B. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. But even I have made that mistake where I say, yeah, Gator. Er, oh, yeah, Bader. My bad. Just think of masturbate anyway. Uh, and uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away, as we all know, of the uh, Supreme Court justice. And now the left is having a titty attack where, uh, you know, they, they cannot accept that Trump is constitutionally allowed to appoint another Supreme Court justice. And uh, our judge, and they even are talking about impeaching him for upholding his constitutional right. Think about that. Nancy Pelosi was asked, uh, point blank, if she would consider impeaching the president for enacting his constitutional right. And she said, well, yeah, I have that and a bunch of things up my quiver shiver in uh, pussy farts and uh, she said that yes she would uh, maybe consider that how do you impeach a president for doing something constitutional does that make any sense to you at all anybody maybe I'm wrong I don't know if you think I'm wrong uh, join me on my page and let me know angelespino.com go over there and uh, write me a message let me know if you think I am wrong but I really doubt that I am wrong on this one if it's his constitutional duty, well, he's got to do the duty. I mean, you know, the left is mad because they're saying, well, this is going to swing the Constitution in his favor. Well, no shit, Sherlock. That's the way the cookie crumbles, you know, to use that old tired expression. Uh, it, it, look, if, they, if the shoe was on the other foot, you think the Democrats wouldn't do this? Do you really sit there and, and really think the Democrats would be like, no, no, no. We're going to do what is consci- consciously and morally right by us. And we're going to let the next president elect. That's not what they would do. They would do exactly what they have to do, which is if the president chooses to name a nominee, they either uh, approve it or deny it. It's as simple as that. Now, they're mad because Obama in 2015-16 nominated a, a justice and uh, they denied it in the Senate. Well, uh, there was reasons for that. The Senate was Republican and he was a Democratic president. Luckily this time, it's like I, I named this the egg, the golden egg from the golden goose laid upon the golden man with the golden hair because he's literally got this uh, egg now just dropped on his lap with the death of uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg where now he could actually nominate the third judge to the Supreme Court three judges in one term imagine that and that's why the left is having this uh, complete meltdown and it's fun to see I mean I, I look I enjoy the meltdown, I really do. I enjoy the fact that these folks are, are losing their shit because the more they, they cry, the more they they go in hysteria, the more they, they want to riot and loot, the more Trump wins, believe it or not, because the more people that might be on the edge, might be in the middle, they're going to vote for Trump. 
Nobody wants to vote for the crazies. Even the people that are not so crazy, but they just say borderline. They're, they're looking at some of these folks and they're like, yeah, oh, like crazy as hell. Like, what the hell's going on? Uh, I mean, seriously, think about it again. They're talking about impeaching the president because he's willing to appoint a judge that he's constitutionally, you know, in his right to do so. And this is the kind of reaction that we're getting. And, of course, a lot of this has to do with the abortion angle. Because, uh, of course, for many years now, after Roe versus Wade, uh, they've wanted to overturn abortion. But the left has had a stranglehold on the uh, judges or the House or the Senate at some point, And they've never been able to do it. If Trump wins re-election, they keep the Senate, they have the judges... And if they can flip the house, which after everything that's gone on this year, I I think that might happen also. If they can take all those and make them all red, say bye-bye-bye to Roe versus Wade. And that's why you're getting a lot of this. Mr. President, um, please pardon my appearance. And also, I've tried to tag you in this a thousand times, and it's it's failed for some reason. Uh, uh, Facebook shenanigans, perhaps. But uh, I've just become aware of your courageous... Oh, I think I cut out. Anyway, maybe this will get to you somehow. I have cerebral palsy, and I was never supposed to hold up my head. And I just finished working for two hours with a Navy veteran, fighting and fighting hard. Um, I've finished two marathons. I stand up for you um, because you... Uh, you inspire me to be the best that I can be. You've taught me for many years through your example. And, um, so thank you, sir, for, I mean, you are by far the most pro-life, demonstratively pro-life president we have ever had. Uh, in recent times, the most courageous but as someone born in an abortion clinic who did not die, I want to thank you. You are mocked all the time. And I will tell you, I, I will stand up for you. And really, I can't wait because I think when I meet you, uh, I'll ask for your arm to help steady me. And you will do it. I know you will. And I just... Pl- I bless you in Jesus' name, and I pray for you. And so even though I'm horrified that I'm not looking pretty for this video for you, something in me says, you don't give a damn about that. <laughs> Uh-oh. I, 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 I am an evangelical Christian, and a Christian, and some evangelicals will freak out about that, but um, I think you might appreciate it, the New Yorker in you, just the passion and the spunk and the... Uh, the honesty, but I think you like hard work, and you know what it looks like, but sir, I'm not a quitter, and one day, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna bless you right to your face, and uh, in or out of office, I don't know, but I think you're gonna win this time, and I, but I just wanted to make this video as inarticulate 
and as human as it is, and say, thank you. Thank you so much for standing for the unborn. Thank you so much for never quitting. It means so much to me to see a man who never quits, who is a man. And um, thank you for standing for, for the most innocent among us. Thank you for standing for the average American, for every American. Thank you. We pray for you, sir. You must know we pray for you. And uh, we understand, we see what you deal with. Uh, so, thank you. You don't have a whole lot of time, so I, I don't I don't want to make my my usual way too long videos. But I'm just speaking from the heart, like you do. And I appreciate that about you too. You're just a real person. Now, that is a touch of heart, folks. Nothing will. Now, compare that woman who's a survivor of an abortion. She was a baby who made it. Not many do. A lot of them get their heads cr uh, crushed, and it's a very, very horrific uh, thing that happens to these babies. Luckily, uh, thankfully, uh, she survived. And look how thankful she is for her life. And uh, if you see the video, you can tell she's been through major trauma in her life. Now compare that to a person who wasn't aborted, but maybe should have. Look how this person sounds. And this gives you the distinction between somebody who values their life compared to some of these lunatics that are running in the streets now disguised as Antifa members. Listen to this one. To people that are pro-life, I fucking hate you. Why can't women have abortions? I just saw a fucking pro-life sign driving down the fucking road having a mental breakdown. And I just want to say all you people are so, you're so fucking stupid. Ugh! I what? I can feel pain before I was born. It's a baby. Bitch, I was born and I can feel pain. I wish I wasn't fucking born. Stop bringing these fucking kids into horrible fucking homes because you're pro-birth. You're fucking stupid. And I wish I had been fucking aborted. I... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I mean, seriously. Look at the difference between the two. One actually was a victim of an abortion, survived it. Look how thankful for her life she is. Compared to this spoiled brat on the internet, crying like an idiot, wishing that she was aborted. This is the, the problem with today's generation, folks. And this uh, young lady, her uh, name on the internet is Lil Susie Vert. That's, uh, I guess, is a Twitter or, or Instagram account. L-I-L-S-U-E-Z as in Zebra, I-V as in Victor, E-R-T. Lil Susie Vert. And, uh, I mean, this girl is crazy. Now, this has gone viral, this video, because of like the sheer stupidity of some of these pro-life uh, feminists. Now, look, I'm all for uh, women having equal rights, equal less, 
uh, equal uppercuts, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but uh, seriously, I'm all for equality across the board, but uh, to one end, I mean, this is deranged behavior. And this is a type of person that is out there protesting and causing riots and mass looting and all the nonsense that's been happening in this country for the last uh, eight months. These uh, these kids are out of control, and uh, this is the generation that's going to take over once you know we're out uh, out of the mix. My God, and this is you know what's coming up next. Global warming is going to be the least of the problems on this planet. I mean, seriously. Uh, you know, we talk about in ufology a lot about the aliens uh, maybe not wanting to come down because they see what's happening down here. And they're like, screw that, man. They can't get along with each other. You think they're going to get along with us? I, I'm starting to believe it. Look at the, the kind of idiots that we have running around on this planet. I mean, if they're looking for intelligent life, they might just want to keep going. Obviously, it's not here. Not on this planet, considering this is a generation coming up that's going to take over. You know, the movie Idiocracy was pretty on point, I think. When uh, we talk about the future being in danger, my God. If you guys want to see the actual video of this thing, I, I did post it over on my Facebook page. Uh, as well as my main page, but the easiest way to get it is on my, my regular page. If you go to angelespino.com, again, that's A-N-G-E-L-E-S-P-I-N-O.com, and just scroll down. She's, it's a very, she's a very lovely, pretty girl, blonde, beautiful eyes. No need for this kind of stupidity. And once she, she goes into meltdown mode, my God, it's like... It, you, it's funny because it reminds me of like reading stories about people that are possessed by demons and the devil and the way they would look, right? And she literally, and she looks like she's possessed in the video by some kind of demon. When you look at her regular pictures, very pretty, young, or normal girl next door type of girl. Then you look at the video and you're like, my God, Karen, shut the hell up. And her name is not Karen, but you know that's the new slang for crazy white women with blonde hair. Uh, and she is completely jumped the shark, as the TV saying would say. Uh, this girl is bananas. I mean, I saw this video and besides laughing for about 20 minutes... Uh, replaying it over and over again because it, it was just uh, hysterical. It was also sad because this again, folks, is the generation coming up that's going to take over the world. And that is scary. Now, following into other news that I have uh, for you, uh, of course, this week has been uh, not only scary for that reason... Uh, the verdict is in, and uh, the officers that were involved in the uh, Brianna Taylor um, assassination, killing, murder, whatever, shooting, death, uh, were, I, well, I don't want to say they were completely scot-free, uh, let off, but 
the charges uh, were dismissed, uh, and uh, because it was considered justifiable shooting, one of the officers did face charges for discharging his weapon and uh, harm, you know, potentially causing uh, potential harm to others not in the house. Now, it, you know, I this is a, a heartbreaking thing because, of course, Brianna Taylor got caught in the uh, crossfire, and it, that in itself is it's heartbreaking. Uh, but, folks, this goes to show you that if a police squad breaks down your door and they say, we're the police, we have a warrant, before you start shooting, ask a couple questions. Don't just open fire and not expect to get shot at. I mean, that's just common sense. I understand the first instinct is to shoot because you think you're going to get robbed or you don't know what's going on. But if you have a gun and you're pointing at somebody and they're telling you, we're coming in, we have a warrant, we're the police. First, you might want to see the warrant and, and ask them, why are you here? Keep pointing your gun, but don't fire it. You know, try to not escalate the situation. That's what happened here. Uh, this is an unfortunate situation where things escalated out of control. The uh, people got shot. She got killed. Uh, but there was fire going back and forth. And if, if you're a policeman and you're doing your job, unfortunately, sometimes these type of things happen. And in already, uh, right after the, the verdict came out, the riots started going off in uh, Louisville. Metro Police Department uh, declared two officers shot dead over this. And that in itself is just uh, a horrible thing. And uh, who knows how many more officers or people are going to lose their lives. But protesting riots have been going on over there. And uh, the officers uh, that have been trying to keep the peace, a lot of them, are being vilified, and they're just trying to keep it so it doesn't go out of control. And the media, of course, are vilifying the police, as they always do, because it's always the cops' fault. Even the ones that weren't initially involved, they're all evil, right, according to the media. Uh, it's just, it's ridiculous. We're living in ridiculous times, folks, and uh, that's why I really hope the aliens do eventually come down and say, enough, you monkey men and women and children. Enough for this type of backyard behavior. If you want to join the galactic friendship or brotherhood, you have to stop the stupidity. Stop killing one another. And, uh, you know, let's start to get along. Uh, or maybe they'll just come down and say, you know what, you guys all make great breakfast treats and... Uh, we're going to cook it with some sausages and uh, some beans and uh, some some Chianti and uh, some hot sauce. Let's start with the fat ones. Rosie O'Donnell, come on down. Guys, we're going to be back after a short break here with our guest of the hour, the one and only, Gary Legary, Legary, Legary. I hope I'm not butchering his last name. I always do that, uh, but he is the man, Martian, and uh, he's going to be uh, again on with us here on the show. And uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. We're going to be on in a few minutes, right here inside the Jackal's Head. And uh, again, we're off to see what's up with Mars. Mm -hmm. 
Stick around. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Inside the Jackal's Head right here again live in Bevo on Earth and on PSN-Radio.com and, of course, SoFlo Radio and the Global Enlightenment Radio Network all carrying the feed like the herd. And with me uh, on the uh, show now for the next uh, segment and a half, maybe two, maybe three, we'll see how the conversation goes, is the man himself from the Mars, the Red Planet, the Mad Martian. Welcome back to the show, my friend. How are you doing tonight, Zersh? <laughs> All right, but you know the motto that I and the listeners of my show and every one of you out there can appreciate, pack them and smoke them because you're definitely going to need them tonight. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, of course, as usual, I butchered the last name, and I apologize but about that because, you know, that's uh, the way it is. Gary Legere? Legere. Legere. Ah, Legere. See, it won't happen yeah. again. I, it's, it's, it, it, it happens. I'm Cuban, you know? You got to forgive me. <laughs> there you go. You got the... Did you shave your head since last time I seen you? I'd, I'd have. Yes, I have. Yes. Well, I, I shaved my head last time also. I've been shaving my head for 20 years. Wow. <laughs> uh, I won't dare do that yet, but uh, you never know. I'm thankful for what I got, though. It's going gray, you know what I mean? We're up that I, age now. Yeah, I feel you. Uh, you know, it's funny because, uh, like I said earlier on the show, time flies, man. I, I was looking up uh, some instant messages or, you know, private messages on Facebook, and I had like 30,000 that I hadn't gotten to in the last 10 years, and uh, in there I was like, Gary, uh, could it be that Gary, and I I looked it up, and I was like, holy crap, this is from like 2011, and I was like, my God, oh yeah, time flies, Uh, (laughs) yeah, those are days in my hot and madness, I'm coming back uh, online for after a few years hiatus offline to study and do a lot of work. Uh, in the UFO diaries in the faces of Mars, which hopefully we could uh, get into toward the end uh, of the show. There's a bunch of images. Not that that's the end of the show, but I got a lot of images to show tonight, and uh, I was quite crazy. I still am <laughs> crazy, they say, but uh, yeah, I was really rotten crazy because there was years of just being under the rug, spit upon, slandered, shunned down, erased from uh, my web presence around the net and my work and who I am and who I was. So I could imagine what I wrote in there, and I'm sure that definitely had to, I mentioned Hoagland, I think, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, our good friend Richard. Richard Hoagland. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, it's funny because as soon as I started getting into the uh, deep conspiracy UFO stuff, I had uh, myself an issue with uh, GoDaddy, who mysteriously had a crash on their server they were on, and all my files got erased. Poof, gone. Gone. And that cost me about 100 video files, uh, which I never was able to recover from a show that I was doing on uh, the People's TV Network that is not defunct. And, uh, and man, there was some good stuff in there. Sorry to interrupt. My, my sound just completely went out. Uh... You said, let me tell you, and you must have been speaking for like 30 seconds, so I, I apologize to everyone. The problem was on my end. Can oh, well, that, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I said that, uh, well, I don't know exactly where I left off that you heard, but I was just saying that it's funny because uh, when I started doing my show uh, on People's TV Network, um, I started dealing more into ufology. 
and uh, I was doing a lot of shows, and when I really delved into ufology and delved into like Mars and space and the, those conspiracies, GoDaddy had uh, an issue with the server where all my shows went poof, they disappeared, and they had a server crash, and and, and they told me, oh, you your server got overloaded, too many hits were coming in, and and it blew the server up. And I lost about a hundred episodes, Gary, of uh, really interesting stuff. We had Laura Eisenhower as a guest. Uh, the very first uh, show that she did on uh, on on internet video was mm-hmm. on Skywatchers Radio with myself and Rick Osman and uh, Jesse uh, Singer was there, Randolph, and uh, I mean there was uh, uh, like three of us. Uh, and she was, I think she had done one other interview before, but this was like the first video online interview that she had done. We lost all that because of, of a crash, and they could never recover the data. They were like, oh, I'm sorry, everything was gone. And uh, we, had, you know, I had a lot of the audio stuff backed up, but, you know, video takes a lot of memory, and that was in a server that was holding all my stuff. But it's weird how that would happen, you know, 10 years ago. It hasn't happened since. It's like we're now more conditioned and we're we're getting more and more pushed towards that reality. And that's why I love having people like you on because, you know, you've been talking about this with myself and others for decades. And uh, we've been researching this for a long time. And uh, if I had uh, any hair left on my head, by now I'd be pulling it out because I, it's it's really been aggravating. Uh, waiting for the final disclosure. But I think we're finally almost there. What do you think? Well, like I have a, you know, I believe in the fact, that I don't know if you're aware of Brookings, of what that is, but basically from the 50s and uh, even before then, but it became officially known in the early 60s, but it was a uh, think tank put forth by NASA and government uh, stating what, we would encounter or potentially encounter out in space, how it, uh, civilization would deal with it, uh, the type of effects uh, upon the greatest effect that the determined would be upon a discovering scientist, uh, let alone societies, and how it, it was basically, without saying it, but it was summing it up, that total suppression but acclimation over time for a period of, you know, 70 years, 80 years. We're about, we're out there now uh, acclimating us. And they have been ever since the 90s. You know, the videos and documentaries have been getting more serious and not always uh, the debunked giggle factor always applied to it, that it was applied for decades. We were used to movies like Independence Day and other alien films and whatnot and... The thing is, we're at a time now where we must be told, all right? Now, therefore, like UFOs, that name went out the window with the giggle factor, but yet now they officially, the Pentagon, as you know, Angel, is that they uh, disclosed, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. these videos we see from 2004, whatever, onward, and some from 2014 or 17 or something, uh, that they're legitimate. And mm-hmm. that they're called UAPs now, <laughs> unidentified yeah. aerial phenomena instead of unidentified flying objects. It's like, what the F, you know? Uh, it's the same shit. Yeah, but call them what you want to call them, but it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so all they do is change the name. So now yeah. it has a different label applied, you know. And it's kind of remarkable because 
Well, I, I, is it possible if I could play you an audio clip? Because I think it sums it up, what General Mark Milley had said, uh, to a graduating class in, uh, what was it, 2016? And uh, many of I you... I don't know if it'll come through. Um, maybe it'll come through, uh, but if, you can try if, it. If I should hear it, you should hear it. But all right, we'll see. All right, uh, let me uh, make sure I got it here. Ah, uh, la 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 la, because it's pretty incredible of what he says. All right, boom, here it is. Let me know if you hear this. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Right. Now, just hold on. It's only a minute and 16 seconds long. Now, remind you, picture yourself, General Mark Milley, 2016. He is now the Joint, chair, uh, the joint Chiefs Chairman, okay. who Trump just put in after initializing the Space Force. Uh... He also said this at a group of graduating cadets and officers uh, back east in 2016. So, ponder this. If the world of 1916 was complex, or the world of 1945 was complex, the world of 2016 is intensely complex. And I can tell you that from personal experience, and I know there's many others who can tell you that as well. And you will graduate and be in that world, and you're going to be leading the soldiers and the sailors, the airmen and the Marines in that world. You'll be dealing with terrorists. You'll be dealing with hybrid armies. You'll be dealing with little green men. You're going to be dealing with tribes. You'll be dealing with national leaders and local leaders. You'll be dealing with politics and economics. And you'll be dealing with direct fire and indirect fire. And you're going to be dealing with it all. And it's all going to be dealt with simultaneously. And for that, you're going to have to be ready. And that's why readiness, in my mind, uh, is number one. Incredible. Did you catch that all? I caught all of that. Yeah, that's uh, that's amazing audio. Now, uh, can you send me that later? Or sorry, I want to make sure I have a clear copy of that. Oh, definitely. But notice what he focused in on: hybrid armies. Yep. Little green men. Now, after this conference or whatever, you know, and giving his speech, the, one of the other generals or whatever asked them if they had any questions from. Hands went up. They're only asking about his life, what got him interested. Not one. It's like, excuse me, sir. What'd you just say? It might make me think my difference is here, you know? I mean, but none of that. And I brought it up to a guest. I forgot who it was. But he basically said that, uh, well, maybe they were all briefed on that and told not to ask questions about that. Now, that kind of makes sense, too. But the thing is, it was public. What would they brief him prehend though? I mean, yeah. That was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, I'm saying what would they brief the, the media on that prehend though? That's kinda of letting the cat out the the bag. <laughs> well, it when you start putting all these things together and especially with the UAPs and the Space Force, it's not just even Trump and the you know, and, uh, President Trump and Mike Pence in pushing the Space Force so immediate, it was not only 
to protect us from the obvious threats here on Earth. Right. You know, China, Russia, and, and others or whatnot, and to protect our obvious asses or assets in space that make our nation and the world go round today. But from the threats coming from deep space. Now, when you start adding up all these, and there's another clip, and I try to focus on it uh, during my show, The Martian Revelation. Uh, hopefully you don't mind me throwing that out. But uh, no. to where Mike Pence said something during the uh, push for the Space Force. And everyone's clapping. But yet, not, not a clue. And this is what he said. And here from this bridge to space, our nation will return to the moon and we will put American boots on the face of Mars. Yeah. And here the, from this bridge... <laughs> American boots on the face on Mars. American boots. Now, he didn't say internationally collaborated uh, Correct. Chinese boots or Russian boots. or He said American boots and that was pushing yep. the American Space Force... And everyone's clapping, and I'm like, you fucking sheep. You're but not, they, not they missed the point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they think flags and flowers. Wrong. Try M60s. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, th you know, this is what they're bringing on, and we're going to be getting into that face of Mars tonight to really look at it, because even though it's well known and everything, people are still shying away from it, not looking at it, and steering off into other places where that's... A big piece that got me drawn to Mars, and it just seems to me it was my fate and destiny and meant to be that way anyway. But I'm crazy. I'm not going to get into that story tonight. <laughs> but I'll say this. It, it's there. And it's real. Even though NASA officially disacknowledges the face as a mountain, as a massive, as a hill... Right. And anything else, they, they don't know what the hell to call it, officially, but officially, they keep calling it the face of Mars. So when it's like a code, and I'm not getting into that now, but little seeds for your listeners. And you, know, when, you, know, you know, some of the naysayers are good, they're going to say, well, they, they don't mean technically, they mean metaphorically the face of Mars, like the face of the Earth. Uh, but, you know, you have to read between the lines, and, and it, that's exactly what's going on. It's all symbology, it's all code language, and that's exactly what I, 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 you know, I picked up on it immediately also when you played the clip. Uh, that's exactly what he means by that. They literally are going to go to the to the face on Mars, and the reason why Gary, I, I think, is because they're they're already there to begin with, but they're they're, they're like really Ooh. conditioning us. Oh, America, America's already there. But I, I believe that the reason we're seeing the way that he's saying it is because we're militarizing Mars. That's right. And we're going to put American boots. Yeah. Boots is another term for military. Exactly. I mean, so it was right in your face, and all these reporters, yay, yay, you know, <laughs> kumbaya, what the hell, man? Let me, let me, like General Mark Milley, I would have been like, excuse me, sir, please yeah. reiterate that. You know, I mean, because, look, this, it's, we're coming to a time where we must know. Look, we're being told with hybrid armies now and little green men, and we've always heard of the tales of, you know, Mars and the world of the worlds. What if there is? And you say that we are maybe there already, but 
it wouldn't be our space force. I don't think it would be. They, are, they people who say the secret space programs. I have many guests on. I'm sure you have to talk to people mm -hmm. about it, about what's going on out there. And we got to remember, it's those same people that are commie American traitors that fucking led our country to sell us out to these international collaborators. Okay. The ch uh, commie ch Chinese, I have another yeah. word from you can imagine, and it ain't yeah. racial. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the government. I, I hate them. Now, and I hope their mission blows up before it gets to Mars, but besides that, uh, so, now I lost where I was going, but it was important. The, right, so, <laughs> we're going there. Oh, it was us. They're, they're the ones that was running then these deep space ops, these secret space programs. Correct. Now, if Trump and the Patriots are cleaning them down here on Earth, it brings another estimate to the people that have heard of the secret space programs and the various stories of who rules them. Wouldn't it be common sense a space force would be needed to go out and deal with them? Yes. Especially if they were run by these uh, commie American one world quarterists, Satanists, whatever you want to call them, uh, whether there's actual aliens involved, which there may be, judging by the shit we see on, that I see on Mars, let alone what anyone else sees, uh, has potential of being in the picture where we as the public are not aware, you know, like reptilians and other things. I mean, there's very much reasons to consider that. Our push to get out there and to colonize Moon and Mars and beyond, we have to deal with that secret space program threat, depending on what uh, who they're willing to follow at that, at that point because of who put them there and then what's really going on there. So the threats coming from deep space could still be part of them and whoever they may be in league with that comes mm -hmm. from deep space in space, not just meteors and asteroids, which is obviously just as important as uh, the deep, uh, uh, deep space comments of threats coming from deep space, but those threats that are intelligent. Because remember, everybody, if you, you all don't know, Mars was nuked in the distant past. So, now, when you start putting all these... Uh, you know, it's funny because a lot of people don't know, don't understand that Mars does have a, a lot of radiation, more radiation around the planet than most uh, planets in our solar system, which leads scientists to believe that there was some kind of nuclear explosion within the planet, and that's the only way you get the kind of radiation around the planet. So there's uh, even scientific evidence to back that up. Well, yes, and uh, yeah. my friend Dr. John Brandenburg. Uh, yep who's always supported my efforts in the show, despite how crazy I am, he had <laughs> also came on many times that Mars had two empire, about two empire state building sized, maybe hydrogen, uh, nuclear detonated bombs, bombs that went off, one in Marius Adelium, which is right there where Cydonia is pretty much, as well as Utopia Planitia. And... It left the, the isotopes of Xenon-129 to be detected. Now, we're going to get into the, the face of Mars, but uh, it's and I got images to show. I don't know if you can see my screen or if your listeners can see my screen or not. Can they? Oh, yeah, yeah we can see it. Everything's, uh, oh, okay, so right yeah. there, you're looking at the Cydonia face right there. Okay? That, but that's from Mars Express. I'll get into that later. Now... 
The thing is... Now, this is the classic image uh, that we got for the face on Mars, um, more or less. I mean, this is not the original, original, obviously, overhead shot, but it's one of the follow-up shots that we got. It's an overhead shot by the Mars Express, which is much better in showing his detailing and the tattoo work, which I call it, than what Viking shows or what Odyssey shows. Uh, Though it's there... But I think uh, the ESA camera has something aboard that goes through all that foo-foo dust and is able to bring out the tattoo a little better, mm-hmm. despite its resolution. Because this was meant to be seen from afar and also above, not just you know on the ground. On the ground, what you're looking at from the top of the head to the bottom is right. a mile and a half long by a right. mile wide, 1,500 foot high, but we're jumping ahead. So... The, Zeno, that, the face was discovered in 76. Dr. Gil Levin, who was kicked in the balls, and we the people were too, uh, that his experiments, uh, the label to release experiments aboard the Viking landers, 4,000 miles apart from each other, did test positive for life. And not only was the face seen that year and the lander's findings, but the Finding is of the Xenon-129. So once they seen that and knew that then, they knew it was uh, someone nuked it in the past, in the distant past. Dr. Brandenburg breaks down the scientific modeling of how old it would be and why and whatnot. So you listen to the archives for all that. Uh, But the thing is, who did it? Is it the threats coming back from deep space? I mean, you know, did they ever really leave? We were all taught Mars is a dead planet, but it's not so dead after all. Officially, politically, as the, you know, oh, we're looking for possible signs. They're not even looking for fucking life, Angel. They're they're looking with all these million, billion dollar experiments on board. They will not replicate Dr. Gil's Levin's test on board. Yeah. All right. Now, this is important. Which detects life is still is the best technology even used here on Earth is still used today. Mm-hmm. But they send all these experiments to look for possible signs of possible past life. Right. And I'm like, they have nothing on board to actually detect life. So how the hell are you going to detect past life was actually past life if you can't even detect <laughs> present life? I mean, again, you, you can't make this shit up. And no, they always go to the most deserted part of the planet where there's, like, nothing but desert everywhere. Well, they stay away from obvious places. Correct, yes. yeah. And, you know, and that's a shame. Now, the only thing about the commie Chinese, uh, going to have another word from them, you can guess. <laughs> if, if their mission's to survive, I would like them to have the balls, and I would give them that little inch of respect if they have the balls to actually land in Cydonia, on or near the face as possible, as, the na- well, certainly they'll never be forgotten, say, hey, it took us to land at Cydonia, you know, stick it up the middle finger to the rest of the world, uh, you know, whereas U.S., you know, we've seen their policy on the matter, and other than that, I hope it blows up, you know, because <laughs> they're not about exploration and science and, and giving us the knowledge. They're there for their commie military reasons. Yep. They're not going to share all that shit with you people. So why are you backing them? Why are you helping them? Remember, they're only being doing what they're doing because we were sold out by 
they call me American traitors, selling our secrets, letting them steal, do everything that they were doing so that we wouldn't even have a space program, let alone make it out in the space beyond low Earth orbit, cislunar orbit, which we need to do, a lunar base, Mars. They, they didn't want none of that. Only because yeah, the president and the Patriots now, we could have that, that vision. Let me, uh, let me interject here for a second. Do you find it uh, ironic that the first astronauts that reached orbit was a Russian, and the, the first uh, man that went to, to the moon was American, and now the Chinese are trying to be the first ones to put men on Mars, technically. Uh, and it, it follows like every superpower that is really the largest at the moment uh, is the first to do something when it comes to space. Uh, that's, I think, one of the reasons why we need to beat China also. And, uh, yes. National prestige, but this is beyond yeah. national prestige with the commie chick. Oh no, obviously, yeah, 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 obviously. But, but I mean, know, that also that, that also is uh, putting our big boy pants on the, on the rest of the world by saying, "Look, we're still number one." So well, right, but not only just be by us going there, but uh, and planting a flag and leaving. No, but setting up shop to what we need to do, and let's. Right. Uh, the military train and the civilian train start following it. You cannot just have the military train without the civilian train because the civilian train's got to back up the military train as we face these threats from deep space and on the face and then uh, under Mars, which I call the subsurface illegals. Remember, Mars has been termed a foreign planet. When Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter was just about to reach orbit, it said it's the first nation, first ever mission to reconnoitre a foreign planet. Foreign. Hoagland said to me, Gary, do you understand the implication of the words? I said, yeah, foreign means nation. And he goes, exactly. Therefore, who are they really trying to tell us really owns Mars? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, look. And like Dr. Brandenburg said, or sorry, Victor Norgard would say, uh, the UFO bone is connected to the Mars bone. Mm -hmm. It brings it into proximity, uh, just like our moon would. Moon, the Mars, Mars has so much there to see. If you're willing to look and then willing to study what you see and then accept what you see, because it's beyond how life as we know it here on Earth to be, especially where it comes to civilization or structures. It's far different. Now, and we're going to get into a lot of images showing that, especially of the face, because I think that was a good way to start off with that, so I'm glad I, I picked that. Uh, and as we transition out there, we have to build, like President Trump said, about protecting, all, eventually, our homeland. It will become a whole new meaning of what homeland means. Not just the USA at that point, but as a planet. But it has to be built on our infrastructure. Do you want it being built on the commie Chinese infrastructures? We'll never, we won't even be a nation. Hell, with space, who will give a shit? We'll be dead and enslaved. And anyone who had a taste of free, freedom or memory or definition will be had their heads blown on, blown in. Yep. I mean, it's not fantasy. It's happened before, and they've done it before to their own people. Yeah, they're doing it to their own people. That's uh, the full-on gong odds are going for them over there. Mm. So it's not far-fetched <laughs> to see and understand that the so-called race that we're in now is indeed a race. It's, an, it's indeed a race to be supreme in space. So who controls the high ground in mm -hmm. space controls the planet. Correct. And, 
yeah, that, that's what it is. Yeah, that's exactly what and it is. The fact of the matter is, Angel, what, a week or two ago, it's been confirmed, even though it's been hinted at and outspoken about it, poking China about it, that they already have direct energy weapons being used in space. The mm -hmm. Chinese and the Russians. Now it makes the Space Force not so giggable anymore. Yep. Because this is already applicated. Those That was helped to be put in force by the commie Americans, the traitors, our previous presidents, that allowed that to happen for this plan. You kind of spoke about it earlier in the opening yeah. of the show. And if we get into that, that'll totally steer away from this. But I'm right on board with you. These same people, same ilk. They didn't yep. want to see this shit up there, let alone going. But they wanted to give it to the Chinese and to the rest of the world, the New World Order. It would be them. Yeah, you know, people wonder, you know, why, uh, why, you know, we shut down flights from NASA to the to space, and why we haven't had a shuttle. Well, because we're giving all the money to the Russians, or we're going on board with the Russians. They're the boogeyman when it comes to certain things. But, you know, we've been working with them for what a century on, on different undercover projects, or whether it's bringing in Werner von Braun after Nazi Germany, and the Russians still being involved in every war alongside America. America, uh, you know, the Nazis, the Russians, America, it, you know, the Cold War, all that stuff is really just downplaying, downplaying the reality that this is all, I think, a work from behind the scenes by one yeah. unified field of people that are really uh, doing stuff that we're not aware of at all. I mean, this is just smoke and mirrors. As that plan goes through time, and that's yeah. another thing about the threats coming from deep space were being hinted at and alluded to, the little green men and etc., is because their lifespan may be so much different than ours, they would have had the capability to have been around to steer mm -hmm. and help guide this plan and use people on this planet for their means. So not yeah. only, if that's true, and it's not far-fetched, many are out there that contemplate this, if that that's not far fetched. If that's true, well, we are really having to make our fate because it could be malevolent or benevolent, and it seems more malevolent because this thing over the, that that could control how human time, like, that, like we're in in our present, is going to a plan that's already been set up by our. A higher intelligence, as it was, that could be behind it. Now, what we that could get into scriptural aspects, and it could also certainly match with the ET uh, extraterrestrial threat uh, phenomenon as well, which is not a phenomenon when you consider what we're going to see on Mars. I mean, these are things that are there that you could touch, and someone done up, and whatever happened to Mars, my opinion. They didn't, I don't think it extincted them. It might have extincted the life on the surface as it was, but underneath and also they could easily leave because a lot of the shit I see on Mars had to have been designed from above. Uh, Gary, I, I, I go back to biblical uh, scripture. Uh, I think that a lot of the stuff that you know was put later in, in biblical scriptures came directly from what happened maybe on Mars. Perhaps the serpent, for example, the devil, was a Martian. There was uh, some on Earth. Funny? There's a lot of things that I have seen on Mars over the years. Uh, and we'll get into that a little bit later when we talk about the face with split art or split facing, mirroring. You can make faces at anything without getting into all that. <laughs> uh, a lot of these 
So that form a line of research on certain yeah. lines, and not only myself, George Hodgson and others. There's always I've always seen a serpent or a cobra aspect, and then when I started Correct. watching Stargate, yeah. I started laughing because it was like. What are we being acclimated to? We're seeing cobra heads. You know, we're seeing snake heads. Uh, you know, not merely just trying to make a connection directly to Giza, though uh, Cairo means city of Mars. But the thing is, uh, I mean, to make a, you know, as if worship or re-bring up a new religion for the ancient Egyptians, but of, an, uh, of a mindset, of a comparative uh, metaphor to what is out there. There were other shows. Um, what was that? Well, with the guar, they had the, the they had the guar inside them. These little parasitic bugs. You had dark skies. They had parasitic bugs. You had uh, some other famous shows. Ah, Stargate again. You know they had the parasitic bugs. I was like, what's this shit? They're all biting off each other's idea of parasitic bugs. Or are we being told? There's some parasites, pun intended, that could use your body, your soul, that could infiltrate is your. your oh, look, all I'm saying is that there was even a Chinese movie called Parasite. By the way, Gary, there's a Chinese movie. There's a movie that came from China called Parasite, which is like the largest Chinese movie ever. I don't know if I've seen that. I think it sounds familiar. Is it yeah, an older movie? No, it came out a couple of years ago, uh, two years ago maybe, and it's literally like the biggest uh, box office hit in China. It's about a parasite. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, huh. and it, it comes from uh, up there. Go figure. Yeah, they love playing with bugs and sending them worldwide to test things out and to help destroy it for their plans. Look, and all of that, too, could have still been with the help of some extraterrestrial force to guide them. It's not far-fetched. We've heard of Adolf Hitler potentially being in contact with E.T. off-worlders, giving them designs yep. and such. Uh, I mean, so it's not far-fetched. You know, people could laugh all they want, but yet what do they think their cell phones come from and everything, and that it's all new. You were born in the age of it. Well, mm -hmm. those of us who came before then, we still came in the age where that was still great compared to our parents, but that that's a short amount of time. And everyone yeah. should read the book, The Day After Roswell by Colonel Corso. It's Colonel For Philip J. Corso. <coughs> to help get an understanding, if that's all true, from the Roswell crash and the technologies thereof and how it was in, and dis disseminated to our country and obviously sold out to enemies around the world. But, again, follow history as well as all these things behind the scenes. And then look at that mug right there up there on Mars where we're going to be putting American boots. Then, right on the face. Know, well, exactly, of Mars. And it's not alone. But uh, I find it fantastic. The history of the time we're in now, we have to make our fate now. We have to help Elon Musk. We should be behind him. Our government should fully fund him. NASA wants to make a, a, a revamped Apollo type, sending a few astronauts at a time called Artemis. Again, occultic religious aspects put mm -hmm. to something. 
Hell with all that shit. Do what we got to do to establish our dominance in space and move on and outward. Send the first woman. Oh, fine. They make it all about a woman like a goddess. <laughs> and I ain't doing that shit. When, when women, whoever's got the ball of titty, balls of titties to go, has to have the respect. And, and that's part of human growth, expansion, and, and, adapt, and adaption, especially now as we are in that space age. We could have and should have already been up there. And I mean us. But with thanks to these people and depending on the model, what NASA's putting forth is not the model. It's a turtle next sale pace B policy agenda that'll never get us there because the commie Americans will once again take over at some point. We have to take the initiative. Elon Musk. Now, how much do you trust? Yeah, but how much do can we really trust Elon Musk? I mean, at some point, he's getting a big push from the government, also, and uh, you know they're working with him directly. So, I mean, he, you know, man is corruptible. You give him that much power. They're capping him. Uh, no, you're not just going to go to Mars. You're going to go on our timetable. Fine. That's why he's also with NASA now. NASA didn't open him with, uh, they, uh, embrace him with open arms. It was because of the president and, and, and the vision. True. They yeah, poked true. Right in, they poked right in sign in the chest and said, look, if you don't or cannot do what we need to have do or what you have our goals set out to be, we'll find someone else who can and will. That's when they brought on Elon Musk. Look where his ships are also being built. But what Elon Musk wants to do is make a thousand of these big effing rockets. That was the original name. Big effing rockets. You know what the effing stands for. All right? As well as Falcon. But big effing rockets. And (laughs) a hundred people, and I'll just say everyone will be a national art. A hundred people of different brain wavelengths, brain wavelengths, skills, trades, whatnot, could be sent out there aboard a ship with, along with 150 tons of cargo. And he wants to make a thousand of them. To make them into a giant mothership where they all could connect. And that's what we should be having and building as we go beyond Mars. And NASA... Well, they're having all the problems with their LSLS and this and that, and I, I, I just don't see it. I don't see it. They're, they're, they're stalling the buy time. We've been infiltrated. We have to get real visionaries in, real people to see the, what this will mean for America, that industrialization age of the pre-1900s and early 1900s is here in regards to space, and you'd be surprised where your kids will be able to be and able to go in our lifetimes or before we die if we would put such a mass effort greater than the war effort that helped save our our country. This has to be done in order to secure our homeland, let alone both meanings of what that's supposed to represent. Hell, honestly, Gary, at this point, it's just to secure humanity. And, I mean, the way we're we're going about it, uh, if we want to survive as a species, I think we have to colonize Mars immediately. And embrace the technologies that they got. Uh, And from wherever sources, people can think from human geniuses or from incorporated extraterrestrial designing and or help. Again, we don't know the truth of all these things. But we can piece different pictures together to say, what the hell? Nothing surprises us because compared to what we're going to look at at tonight, what you're looking at on your screens, if you still see it there, of the face of Cydonia. Remember, that's a mile and a half long by a mile wide. That's no mere mountain. That's no molehill. Yeah. That's heavy metal. 
<laughs> That's not a, a cab box, as NASA first said. Oh, look, the litter box, the cat litter box looking image. Yeah, we'll get into that image. I guess. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> this might go a while, so do you. Uh, you think we could jump in the images now since we're on it? Yeah, 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 definitely. You know, and it's funny, by the way, that they make that, uh, uh, you know, statement when they did, because uh, Hoagland, of course, uh, you know, clued us into how if you uh, fold the images, it'll form the, the uh, look of a lion. So when they see the litter image or the cat image, and then you see the image looks like a lion uh, when folded Let's in half. And that. Yeah, we're gonna show that because that's called iconography. Correct. And, uh, that's jumping ahead. We'll get to that. But oh, good, good, image, good. On on the screen there, you see an image that's from Se- Sebastian Voltmeer uh, right. from a year or two ago on closest approach since uh, it's real closest approach to 2003. This is the second one, but going outward a little further. Uh, he took this image, and it, it was... He actually did an animation of it. It's incredible. I, I see an art-sculpted world right there. I don't see a world of dust, dirt, and plain old rock. I'm seeing an art-sculpted wonder. But I'm crazy, but keep that in mind. Uh, in order to understand that, you'll have to understand and start out from the face of what that represents and get over all the brainwashing that you've been told about it and really not told about it and or shown correctly about it. So that's Mars. Pretty beautiful. Look at the greenish hue. Look at the, the blues at the top. You know, And Mars sky is blue, by the way. You know, yeah. For all those people out there, it, it's a fact. Known since Viking as well. Dr. Gillivan's son was in on the, con- the controversy with that, too. But again, that's a long story. So here's the famous face that's of the original. Right. The original given out, all grainy. And the program, there's a program in processing of, as I uh, literally processed the entire public NASA giving given archives for Viking, and the program I use, it takes all that noise out. And for some reason, over the years, they never wanted to take the noise out. They show it, oh, that it's only a trick of light and shadow. See, it just kind of looks like a face here. Okay, but, you know, what about better processing and whatnot, right? So that, they called it head. And there's a reality different story than the surface reality of what you've been told about the history of the, of the head. It's not just, it doesn't have to do with Dr. Tobias Owen saying, oh, it looks like a head, and everything. No, there's a hidden story, but that's for another night. Uh, just remember, I'm crazy, am I? All right, so <laughs> this is the image from the process image, 35A72, okay, 1976. As you can see, yep. well, the DNM pyramid there, it's in shadow. And, you know, you've got the shadows of different, you know, surface features, whatnot. Hopefully you all can see this okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's coming in clear. Over here, over here is what has been termed as the city and city square. Right. You know, that definite pyramidal type shapes and just bizarre world, you know, type of structuring it takes a real getting used to it. And obviously what booms out at you right here, do you see my arrow circling around? I see that, yeah. Okay, that's of the face of Cydonia. Remember, a mile and a half long. Correct. One mile wide. So that tells you how far away the other structures are, like the pyramids. They're pretty far away. Uh, 
this was, at, well, six miles at least between here and there. Correct. So, so those are giant structures to see them at that size. I mean, we're talking about oh, big, big things. Yes, huge. Now, so as you can see, it throws off a shadow that casts people that think it's pyramid. And the faces of Mars are, in fact, pyramids. Just don't right. think of pyramids like you would see in Egypt. Pyramids come in different shape or form as long as it's geometrical, in my opinion. Uh, I, I see it. I'm not the mathematician, but I see it. So that's 35872. Um, okay, famous. But then NASA said a couple hours later they took another image that they never shown, and it, and it completely disappeared. While Vince DiPietro and Craig Molinar, he, Craig Molinar was on the show uh, a couple months ago, I believe, and they went and searched the archives a few years after this, and there's 35872, a little bit clearer picture I did. Uh, and then, boom, 7813, they found another image. And the amazing thing about it is, let me zoom in here. This is what it is. All right. You don't see the shadow no more. It's a different sun angle, which we were right. able to see still dark in some. We're getting to see some features on this side of the face. Okay, you can see where a mouth would be, an eye, the brow. If your line's going across, some people say it would look like he's wearing a helmet. That may be true. Okay, or whatnot. Depends on one's perspective. Okay, but uh, scroll down. Now we got a better view of the DNM pyramid. It's not all in shadow anymore. You can right. clearly make out its pentagonal siding. Okay, and this thing's huge as well. I got a better picture of it later to show, but I want to focus on the face. Uh, now, let me see if I did this one. Yeah, that's 7813. So, as you can see, boom, it's definitely not all in shadow. It gives us some details and shit. Now, in 1998, you said uh, box. Now, this was given out in 98 after the box. It's the same image, but it was processed wrong incorrectly, and it looked a lot worse than this thing does. And it was stretched. It was just, oh, it was shit. It was bullshit. And there was a spit in the people's eye by uh, Greybeard, Tricky Mickey uh, uh, Malin, Mike Malin. But uh, once correctly processed and now mind you this ain't looking at a straight down the whole problem was because mars global surveyor was uh heading toward the end of its arrow breaking phase and well if you were looking up and down straight down at it that's called nadir okay n-a-d-i-r now if you're off at an angle somewhere above the planet, not above this per se, but you're looking at it at an angle, that's what we're seeing. So the, the, the perspective is moved. You, you, you understand what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I'm with you. Right. But look at the, the, the details. There's still an eye, a mouth. People say, oh, it looks like teeth. And, you know, for better terms, it is. For its, what yeah, it represents. It, yeah, it looks like it, yeah. You have a lot of features on here, and people would mm -hmm. always have the concept, though, of what they know here on Earth. Sand. Right. Dirt. Rocks. Right? But what I'm seeing is that this thing has been art sculpted. Every little nook and cranny, these aren't image artifacts. This is solid, 
etchings. If you're familiar with like pewter, pewter statuary, the, how exquisitely carved it is, or real right. good tattoo artists, uh, this has been done up. And you can see this even a way, let's say, a crater. People would call this a crater. It's not a crater. It's got geometry in it. That's right. all you need images to see the various shapes to come to the understanding of what I see. But uh, you can see the lines going away from it. These are not windblown lines. These are art no. lines. Which Gary, the, uh, the, the, the so-called teeth, if you look at them, they almost look like they're uh, boulders holding up what looks like the, the upper lip or where the nose would be. It almost looks like they're, um, like they're uh, poles holding up the structure. Now, Depending on what distance you're at, you, you are going to see different patterns for that face. Right, right. The closer you get, it's going to get more expanded. The further away, it, it's good. So it will still look like a face, but it's going to share certain characteristics. Now, when they say trick of light and shadow, it's a half truth. Uh -huh. yeah. Whoever designed this thing and carved this thing had the mastery of how light would hit it at what times of day, what orbital periods, and in order to have whatever it is that they embed in that understanding to show what it, they would want it to show for that particular time and frame. And well, my theory, and I kind of proved this, I'm proving it, I need more, more image data. As they move across, the eye will follow them. The eye will follow them. And uh, it's hard to get into now about it. I, God, I, could, I should have put that example in. But this is from 1998, the so-called cat box image. Okay. So a couple years uh, later, there's a little larger view. Okay. Just to get an appreciation, let you look at that a minute. All right. You can see his chin line. Many people, is, uh, on many images, a lot of this would be lightened. You couldn't see a lot of these details I'm able to bring right. out. Therefore, oh, people, oh, that's sand, or that's just a slope. It's, you know, it's called obfuscation. It's called camouflage. Because the mm -hmm. more you bring out the details, you see that's not sand or erosion. It is right. artistical designing with purpose. And we're going to get into that, especially where it comes to along the so-called teeth, eye, and everything else we're going to look, look at and study about this face. Now, remember, this is a mile and a half long, so it's, you know, and a mile wide. Okay, so it's <laughs> nose short, amazing feet. Nature would have to be intelligent to have carved and designed this, let alone from above in what the face sits in, which is a, a larger hemispheric area with other features that all fit into this web as it was. But now, um, so this is 1998. So now, a couple of years later, Mars, Mars Odyssey. Bam. Now, the resolution of the Odyssey is better than uh, Viking, but less Still than... Still kind of blurry. Yeah, well, well, I had to blow it, blow it up a little, too. Right, but, right. But the thing is, compared to what how NASA gives us these images... You don't see none of this shit at all. It's all over-contrasted, over-shadowed. You're not right. being able to bring out any Nilsen-Cranny, which I call comparative analysis, along with the higher-res image, and also to help prove and understand my theory of 
how it is art carved and being certain things being seen at certain times where others are not of day or orbital period or which is you know time of year or whatnot or position right. of lighting all right so but season now, stuff like so that, the, yeah. all right so this is a mars odyssey image and there's another one which is fairly better it's higher resolution than the other one okay uh it's definitely better than the 35872, as you can see, mm -hmm. okay, and uh, 7813. We get a little more detail, and once again, NASA does not show you these features that are, you're seeing here in this image the way I'm able to bring them out. I process them from the raw images as well. If they're smarter than us, why aren't they giving out these images with, with this being seen? Why obfuscate? Why have all this, all the white? You cannot see all these intricate lines, these little features, and, uh, you know, to follow the lines, I say. That's what you got to do. That's how I started out from, was from the face and encompassed worldwide where Mars is a gigantic sculpture with artistically carved entire planetary surface. In fact, it was my claim in 98 that got Hoagland to introduce himself to me. I didn't know who the hell he was, but we chatted for a while, and he brought me in eventually as an honorary member of his website that turned out to be EnterpriseMission.com. He always said to me, it's good science. Just not yet. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Now I'm understanding based on bookings. Mm. And he's doubted about bookings over the years, people. You need to really yeah. hear what he has to say in order to see the code keys and uh, get the big picture conversation between the lines. So, as you can see, the eye is pronounced. Mm. You know, we got features here. There's lines. And why Why is there so many different lines? Why does? Why isn't it just a normal face? And Hoagland, who appears, oh, of a human face staring at us from a Martian desert. And when people hear desert, sand, sand, that's not what we're seeing. What we're seeing right. is cart metal. Now, prove me wrong. Anyone. I bet you won't. You can't. In fact, all of the researchers, and they hate, they hate to admit it, which is why my name, Mars Revealer, got so named lo long ago, and what I'm also known for for many years, Mad Martian was a name man gave me, all right, since that 2011 stuff coming back online. But my, my name has been entitled to me through an experience called, of Mars Revealer. Okay, right. that too, but it, you know, your listeners, I don't want to scare them away. <laughs> Just yet, I'll be for another show, maybe, because I'm crazy. Remember that. That's what they want you to believe. Well, you got fucking crazy. Here we go. <laughs> we all are a little crazy. Continue. Here's another <laughs> image from Mars uh, Odyssey. You can tell the differences in what is seen by different times of day or orbit position. Look at those features. You see what I'm saying? I see, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they, they become clearer, at least, yeah, yeah. Right, different features are able to show, mm. and others become obscure, and fitting in with what is supposed to be seen when the sun hits it this way. All right? Again, a mile and a half long, mile wide, 1,500 foot high. I'm estimating this highest point is right here. But I'm crazy. I'm on a board of proving that. You well, that would, make, that, that would make perfect sense if you look at the shadow image earlier. That would make perfect sense. That's exactly where the highest point would be. 
to make that in right. fact look like a pyramid. South Florida. I've lived in South Florida, and when and when you're coming in on an airplane, you see five or six giant antennas. Mm-hmm. There and let that blink red and shit, right? Those are twelve hundred feet high. So th- think about that height, mm-hmm. added by three hundred more feet is the top peak of where the mouth would be on the face of Cydonia. Yeah, so that's pretty huge, right? You know, so uh, my buddy's living there. Miramar has one a block away, and boom, it's behemoth. So think about three hundred more feet above that if you were sitting next to the face. And it's a mile wide by a mile and a half long. You can fit a lot of homes in a mile and a mile and a oh, half. Oh, yeah. I was just thinking about that. Would this possibly be a, a base in there, you think, still active? I wouldn't rule out, again, if we're going to put American boots on the face of Mars, and me as crazy as I am, and what I believe we're being told, we're going to go after the subsurface illegals, whether they're indigenous or secret space program, commie Americans, or reptilians, or whatever, or whatever the case may be, someone could still be home. Especially by the mm-hmm. surface material. I'm, again, I'm not seeing dust. I'm not seeing, well, I see, dust is everywhere. And it's not right, sand. Right. The sandstorms. Oh, no, they're dust storms. What kind of dust? Iron oxide. Heavy metal, baby. Now, the thing is, so, it's very possible and probable that, yeah, someone is home. Remember, and Hoagland brought this up on my show years ago. Mars is, I mean, MRO is the first to reconnaissance on a foreign planet. And any Mm -hmm. terminologies of any missions before, it was the first one to be announced to us of a foreign planet. Implications, yeah. Uh, foreign means nation, exactly. Therefore, who is really on Mars, and uh, that they're still home. Uh, so that's very fascinating in the wording. Just like little green men, hybrid mm-hmm. hybrid armies. You know, no one's asking many questions, but uh, you know, we're crazy. So there's a fusion of the two of these of this and this Odyssey image, right. Boom. Just to bring up some examples so you can see what I mean of helping things to come out, you merging together so and you know, so you can see the details that may not be apparent one unto each other. And then to to appreciate, uh, to get a overall understanding of how this thing is cut, uh, sculpted. Now, boom. That's the odyssey image. Yep. And flip and mirror, you know, cut it where one of the points or the part, the point, eh, it's not so controversial because each could apply. But if you split anything, you can make a face out of anything, yes. But remember, <laughs> we're already doing it from a fucking face to begin with. No, but not, not only that, I mean, if we're looking at space aliens, we're not expected to look exactly like human beings. Uh, this might be a representation of what they actually look like on Mars, like what the Martians look like. Notice hominid. So when Hogan says yeah. a human face, that's why everyone says, oh, a human face on Mars. I said, bullshit, does that look human to you? No. It doesn't look human to me. It looks hominid. Like, I, I'm familiar with looking at someone with eyes and a and a maw and a mouth. Gary, Gary, I think of. the planet of the apes. That's what it looks like. I'm glad you brought that up. That's where I was going to be going, especially when you got <laughs> Okay. Now, 
Now, one can appreciate, again, that's what you're looking at, the flipping mirror of this side. And what about the other side, one may say? Well, amazing, huh? Yay. Boom. Boom. Now, what does that look like? Yeah, the the cat. The famous cat creature. A feline looks like a lion walking straight up at you. You know, Simbo, whatever. You know, there's the maw, the nose, kind of looking like how it, it would look anyway. And the eyes, you know, it's got ornate tattoo type work done on it again. Which even right here, if we would look right here itself, ignore everything else, ignore all this, ignore all this, just follow my mouse. Here's an ear, the side, it kind of looks like the side of a tiger face. Mm-hmm. Right? An ear here, top of the head, eye, eye, looks like cat eye, a mouth, nose. Nose, cat nose. Yeah. It's like a couple faces, more than one representation and meaning in it and it's fused but that doesn't mean that it's not without purpose it it means it's iconography it it is art it is language for all we know and uh and again a tattoo artist gone mad you know sculpt this from above maybe have some hands on on the ground to some degree but i'm i'm what i'm seeing Someone went off with a real powerful laser or some shit. But uh, it's interesting. And then how, that one would ask, well, how do you get all that dust? <laughs> you know, all, all meteor impacts. And, uh, oh, sure, sure. But, you know, so I don't, I don't know. There's a lot of still mysterious questions when yeah. you consider this. I don't have all the answers. But I wasn't titled Mark Revealer for nothing, and I'm here phase back through time to help make our fate. Y'all have to listen to the Martian Revelation. See, I'm crazy now, am I? Watch as time unfolds. We'll see. All right? So, boom. Feline. Now. Gary, go back to the previous image. I want to touch on something real quick. Um, That one? Yeah, well, look at the very top of the image. You see what looks like a, a bar that goes all the way to the very top. It almost looks like, like if you flip it upside down, it's like legs yeah. holding on to a bar. And then the bottom looks like a head with the eyes, where the mouth would be. Let me see if I could, uh... Can you flip that upside down? I can, but uh, let me, uh... Vertical flip. Okay, follow along here. There's nothing that looks like a classic uh, gray alien with black eyes, Hold legs, on. or... You see that? Hold on. Are you talking about this here, the gray alien, the big... Yeah, eye? look at that. The nose, the nose the and the mouth. Yeah. Yeah, Where, uh, you know, yeah very interesting. Huh? Ack, ack. And it looks like it's holding onto like a bar with both hands. Look at that. Right. Some type of emblem here. I mean, again, the mirror point of where you split it. But either way, you're going to see fascinating things. And it's still going to look face-like, especially. But I think it's dominant theme. But it almost looks like he's riding inside of a ship or something. If you look at it. And is it funny you brought that up? Because look at this. You see, yeah. like, where the, where the mirror points are? A lot uh-huh. of these look like the ancient Sumerian type of rocket ships. Uh, Correct. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. 
I don't think anybody's ever brought. I don't think anybody's ever brought this up. I mean, I think I'm the first person to point that out. But that looks to me, when you flip it uh, upside down, looks like it's a gray alien. Mm -hmm. Now here's Mars Express uh, image. All right, now this thing really people got to appreciate. You can see more detail in this. Again, higher resolution than the Viking, but less than global severe. But you can have a lot more detail as you see. Yeah. Look at all these nooks and crannies. Look at all these lines and geometry. And where the lines go, they happen to fit the other features. Mm -hmm. And then you see it going away from it. You have lines. And, and like it's cut, carved like a jewel, like a tar tattoo artist. Yes. Man. And yeah. you can see all the scale patterns. You can see all the lines. Where's the dirt? Where's the sand? Bullshit. That is not. That's heavy metal. That is there. That is the last to the eons. I mean, look at this. And on my uh, my high screen definition TV picks uh, shows these images better than on my computer. Believe it or not. All these little peaks and stuff. All these are in the interwoven in all the lines to where all these lines are purpose. They all go in every direction where the whole place is covered. And you mm -hmm. can barely make it out. you got to pack them and smoke them, people. Look at yeah. these pyramidal-type point mounds to where they really look like what? They look like cities. They no, but or cities. But look, yeah, they're, no, patterned. they're patterned with purpose. You can correct. predict where they go. You know, and, and Gary, if you look, if you look at Earth, for example, uh, from a certain distance, it looks like nothing is there. But when you zoom in, you start seeing the patterns of cities, and that's what you you see here when it's uh, contrasted in the lighting like this. You start seeing what looks like city patterns on top of the face, and all, all over the place there. All over the place is exactly the key. Yeah. Everything, everything has been sculpted from the outline of the face to everything yeah. around it. To where it all goes and what it all connects to, it's it, it, it's madness. Yeah. That's yeah, what I call yeah. it. It's madness. And that's the truth of it. That's the sins, the human face staring at you from a Martian desert. But here's what desert really means. It doesn't just mean a sandy place like you know here on Earth. It means a place without water present. Right. Right, dry atmosphere. I mean, well, though we know Mars is uh, water. Well, do we really know? How much do we know? Just by the things that they taught us. They tell Mars us, right? We know what we know. What we're told. Fucking yeah. experiment to detect life, and you're gonna believe them. Yeah. Remember, one of us to believe Mars sky was red. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, let me, let's take a look at that image right there with the moss. Uh, you know, go over, for example, while uh, you see there's like one, two, three, four, five uh, little dots right next to each other, right mm -hmm. there. Yeah. You see how that whole structure that looks like has little blocks and whatnot? It looks like that's a working little city. And the lights are probably the main Make lights. Out. Yeah. Make out. Now, now, notice where the line goes since you're looking there's at the, the line. Patterns. It yeah, straight, the patterns. Yeah, it goes okay. right to the bottom. Perfectly right. of this so-called crater, and look right. on the top of the crater has a line going off where there's such another little pyramidal thing with some knobs around it. But you have all of this is sculpted as well, 
And right. then all this is going on. This is detail. Detail that, sad to say, for some reason, is obfuscated. Not totally. Without this as a comparative analysis uh, to compare them to, you could see what NASA's imagery offers or does not offer. Mm-hmm. Okay? But uh, I'm still trying to prove some theories about that. I'm going to be writing about that in my book I'm still on. Page 65, The Faces of Mars Beyond Mere Tricks of Light and Shadow. And obviously the first book turned out to be dominant of the face of Cydonia, which is probably appropriate. Anyway. Nice. Good job. 65 pages in already. How many uh, more pages are we going to add to that? Say that again? You're 65 pages in, you said? So far. And how many are you looking to put in? Oh, dear God, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I really don't. It's going to have to be broken up in sections. I know I got enough material. <laughs> At least I am told by fellow researchers that I have three to five books by now. So I don't know about that, but I know that when I do put them together, though, it's going to be very graphically charged and uh, substantive in pages. You should yeah. put it, you should put them as Quantrains like Nostradamus just for the hell of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, when it comes to the UFO diaries and the code, that one could be. But yeah, that's yeah. Just, I'm not going to get into that on this show. Just remember, I'm crazy. I don't give a shit. <laughs> one day you all do. But now, so this is another different view of it from a perspective of up and down. Okay, uh, just uh, and now then, 2006. I forget the year. Maybe a little earlier, NASA and ESA made a hit piece right. of the face of Cydonia. Now, they don't have that page up anymore, but I should have saved it. And I think I did way back when, but hard drives, like you said, take craps, and yeah. you got screwed. So it is what it is. So you have to hunt down the data, as I did over the years, and all this was together. Now, mind you... This is what ESA had put forth out of a side perspective view, right? Of the face right. of Cydonia. Right. Very interesting. Had some color, blah, blah, blah. I uh, mean, you could actually see more of a feline feature there than before, just by looking at it from the side there. Like. Yeah, it helps. Yeah, it helps Andy yeah. to, <laughs> to see the perspective of what looking at, especially interpreting. Now, I don't know about you, but you can still see an eye here, the edge of a yeah. mouth, yeah. you know, a ribbon more. And I say this thing looks more apish or saurian, you know, uh, than anything else. Is this side looks more obviously feline, lion-esque, feline-esque, uh, which why people would say sphinx, the like the sphinx in Egypt. They want to make so <coughs> bad. Let, let alone Cairo being city of Mars, but the sphinx, half man, half lion. Well, there's no proof that the thing was always half man. Some say the face is also of a woman that's on the sphinx that's worn away. But it's part of an older body that may have been a lion. Some say even, uh, you know, a dog. You know, I mean, any of that's possible. I mean, you know, but uh, the face on the sphinx as we know it in Egypt today was not the finished original product. Uh, product that it's connected to, all right? But uh, let alone, here's, uh, here's another different color enhancement of it. So it, it changes some. Again, they really love reddening up that surface because they want it to be the red planet so bad. <laughs> the red planet. Well, again, you see the different hues of the other images we looked at that are yep. beginning, the glow. There's different colors. And uh, 
and it helps bring out the tattoo more, in my opinion. Yep. But anyway, so. And again, you know, the, the more you change the coloring, the more, and remember, this is way up, these, these are huge structures, but the more you change the coloring or the, the, the spectrum of light, the more it pinpoints to areas that look like could be cities. Again, they'll be tiny uh, compared to what we're looking at overall as the image. So for the naked eye, you won't see them as cities. You just see them as a reflection of a long piece of land. But it, it, when you really zoom in, zoom in, you really just see the city pattern, the, everything. I mean, everything is there as you would zoom in closer and closer to where you would start seeing perhaps buildings, structures, things that are just naked to the eye from that angle. Well, that's how people would interpret it. People, therefore, right. seeing what we're seeing, people could certainly live in here. As many oh, as yeah. Have. A mile wide, a mile and a half long. How long yep. and how wide is New York City? <laughs> you know what I mean? So think Correct. about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here's another one that they had given out in 2006, I believe. Again, when the hit piece happened, from a, uh, this time from the hominid perspective, you know. Boom. I was able to bring out the color a little better than it definitely had in the other one, mm-hmm. but still kind of remarkable. And and there's issues here behind this because what was given to us, along with uh, ESA's perspective views here, and I, I said it was a hit piece, right? Now the problem with that is that the hit piece, it was just that. It was a hit piece uh, to try to debunk the face of Mars, officially calling it the face of Mars. But NASA and Malin having uh, the main uh, the main bulk of the story of their wording, not ESAs. ESA just basically published what they wrote about it. But they put out these images which contradict how Malin and NASA gave it to us, okay? Again, let's look at this. Again, perspective views. You know, Berlin, G. Newcomb there. Okay. Boom. I don't see that, yeah. And then, bam. There's a lot of colors that can be brought out. Now, mind you, I process this from the colors that they had already in the image. I got to get, uh, I'm going to process the color versions myself. And apply it. Though I do process the black and white imagery myself to bring out the surface features that aren't readily seen as the way they give them out to you all. ESA is better in that regard at showing you what's there. Now, again, there's an overhead view, just as an example. Uh, so, you know, and to me, again, the colors help show the metallic nature and the sheens. This is not sand. This is metallic and potential gold a lot of gold uh or some other type of hard um, materials that could be colored and fused in to their fish scale tattoo like dragon scale like patternings mm-hmm. and uh geometry embedded within and all this shit it's very tricks of light and shadow is <laughs> oh it's a half truth that one you know you definitely need to pack them and smoke them for and learn to adapt to because it's there in your face whether you want to believe it or not boom now what's wrong with that picture this is this is what uh 
Mike Mallon Greybeard gave us of a higher resolution from an image taken in 2001 mm-hmm. of the full face image that they only gave out black and white. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, they gave it out black and white. All of a sudden, in 2006, we get an image of a side perspective view that does not look like the view ESA shows. Oh, well, go back to that. Go back to that image uh, because uh, go, go back, go back, go back. All right, uh, zoom in, go zoom into that top image again if you can. Okay, now I am very proficient in photoshopping. Um, I can tell you, there's a lot of smudging going on there. Oh yeah, a ton. Now, mind you, that's how NASA gave us the image. What, right. what is so fascinating about this? And what was fascinating about ESA's side perspective views? They were given in color. Yeah. Here's my problem. Mm. The color we see from Mars Express data. Okay. Again, that's their image. You can see I just pro- enhanced that a little better. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. That's how they give it out. So how does that match up? To the color of this image, it don't. This matches up with Mars Global Surveyor's color spectrums of CMYK, right. and at the same higher resolution than the resolution of color range that's being given to us by ESA and Mars Express. You can tell the difference right away, obfuscations or not. You can tell that difference. Therefore, when Mike Malin gave out this image, the full face on, not perspective view, but looking down at it. Nader, remember, straight down. Off mm-hmm. meter means away from straight down at an angle somehow. Now, right. he had this color data, and he did not release it to us in 2001 with the full face, a black and white image. Mm-hmm. Now, everyone, when this came out... What was his excuse, though? What? What was the excuse for not giving out? Has he given an official excuse? He never excuse? gave what? Wow. He, he never replied back to me. Over the years, he, let's just say, he stopped replying. <laughs> you know, and those that know Greybeard, Mike Mellon, they can understand. Even coming from someone like me. Mm. All right? Now, now, everyone, when this image came out, they were so focused on the problem that you see here, color notwithstanding, to what you see here. What mm-hmm. is the big problem? And it should be right up here as one main point, and even some of the angles on here and everything. But the main thing that ESA showed us, remember, it was Mike Malin and NASA that gave out the official wording. ESA just provided these images, and it was used in the hit piece. Space.com right. ran with it. Many others ran with it. Now you can't find it anymore, but you can find the imagery through the, through the various sites of ESA, but not the original or hit piece article. But you'll still have the wording, though. Now, what is the problem? Boom. A hit piece. It looked like someone hit the damn face with a bat in the middle of the head. Look at the yeah. big old bump. It's <laughs> yeah. not here. It's not here. Where'd yeah. it go? Oh, my God. You know, and there's supposed to be official data for comparative analysis that would show... And Mike Malin would know it would show 
Yeah. Vast differences, especially by putting uh, ESA's images on the same hit piece page as this image. This image had the dominant, uh, the dominant photograph of the story. Those ESA images were the less dominant. Was, was article related? You found down later on the page, and when you look at them. The obvious difference is, how come there's where's the bump on the other ESAs? Who's lying? That's a middle finger. That bump, that hit piece, was put there by him. In my opinion, he scooted the data to bump it in the head and give out that hit piece to say, look, it's not a face. It's not a face, but it's, we're gonna, still going to keep calling it the face of Mars. Okay? So there, that's its color. Then, lo and behold, I said... Let me look at this. I did some easily adjustments to bring out detail. What a difference. This is in this. You can faintly see it. You can faintly see the, the differences. Mm -hmm. And this. Look at that weird alien greenish yellows and those purples and blues and even metal metal with features going over it with its own color. And it helps bring out the tattoos a lot, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. The mouth area, what a lips would be, is red. You got it ready orange, blues mm -hmm. and green. You got the art going where it how it's carved. Here you're starting to see through the obfuscation which you say, you know, hazing out. You can start making out details in there that has the color. Again, that helps bring out the tattoo. The mm. eye. Look at the eye. No, just not that. Look at the patterns with a little red uh, circular and a little uh, green middle, uh, almost metallic middle, right where the mouth would be. Bingo. Yeah. Here, it's red and orange, green, the colors flow. It's purposed. Yeah. And, but look at this eye. See how the eye is carved? Mm -hmm. Boom. Yeah, I see has that, the, yeah. has dimensional yeah. shape to it. And yeah. you have a pupil. Now, this pupil, you can see the pupil here and also here and here, depending. But you have to learn to see that by studying the image. But once you see this... You would understand that that pupil's also at other places. It's because of depending where the camera is, the eye would follow them depending mm -hmm. on the sunlight that hits it. And your angle of viewing, that's why when they say tricks of light and shadow, they were masteries of that in order to know how to carve it. Because as you're flying overhead, the eye is following you. And I, the only way you can prove that is get actual video of it and at different times of the year especially. Uh, I, I guarantee it. It's, it's fused. Therefore, it's like living art, as it was. You have yeah. too much detail here in geometry. But look at those awesome colors it's around the rim of that face. Look up here. You can barely see anything. It almost <laughs> looks like vegetation when you put it in that lighting. Boom. I'm right. just bringing out all. I, it, look, what I'm doing, I'm diffusing the light, uh, and I'm, go, I'm bringing, I'm reaching in the data that's there mm -hmm. to uncover, which you can faintly see is there in this even yep. when you compare them. But it's just brought out more without uh, obliterating, obliterating the detail. So, mm -hmm. wow, wow. So, uh, there's Mars. 
was taken in 2001. I would have yeah. been able to find this shit in 2001. Not on a hit piece where we're like, all right, now, is this real data or not? Everyone's mm -hmm. fucking focused on the bump come ahead. Not one person, even Hoagland, though I mentioned this to him a few times, even on my show, about the color data. Yeah, the yeah, data yeah, yeah. was just as important. Now, why? Now, on the page, this is how they gave it. You know, ESA, at least, you know, they gave it like that. They gave it like that, like, right. you know, like that. And also a frontal view, which was as part of, this is only a part of a bigger picture I took it from. So, oh, look at that. It's a better image done of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I completely see that it looks like a living vegetation-filled Mars. Some people would say vegetation. I'm saying it's the colors of ink that brings out the tattoo. Yeah. Uh, no, but uh, certainly, you know, hey, your guess is good as mine. Is it green? But look at that that green, goldish, like, lime. Gr green would be a, a cause for vegetation. I mean, that's all vegetation. At one point or another. Or vegetation, but yeah. vegetation going over carved features, artistically sculpted features, uh, that, yeah. that, I'm, well, I'm he, more like... Gary, but here, here on Earth, we found, uh, we found pyramids underneath mountains, uh, where vegetation has grown over some of these pyramids. Uh, obviously, uh, it didn't happen in Egypt, but there's parts in South America where they found evidence of vegetation over pyramids. True, so that's, but that, that vegetation obfuscates the designing. It obfuscates blocks, but here it doesn't obfuscate. You correct. can see the details. You can see the details, yeah, correct. Like scale. Think of the scales of a snake or a dragon. Or correct. Or you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see, I see. Yeah, it's, it's a combination. Yeah. Right. And so, if, if there was vegetation, we wouldn't be seeing these, these scale-like patterns. We wouldn't be seeing that. This looks more like ink, a tattoo ink, as it was, to bring the, for the picture that was embedded in it. As you can see, it doesn't just stop with the face, but the surface, it's infused with the surface. Look how it's webbed up here from the surface, webbing up on top of the, the side of the face. Like, yeah. uh, you know what I mean? Like yeah, uh, yeah. webbing up to it, stitching up to it, like so. Therefore, it was the face carved, and then this modified to move up to fuse it with the artscape surrounding it. I mean, I I don't know. This is higher than human intelligence that sculpted this, in my opinion. But I'm crazy. Let's yeah, it's <laughs> a different color view. Just to help bring out colors that might have been obfuscated from the last one. You know, just to help people see. All right. So, boom, that's what they gave out in 2001. That's the image of what we see in color there in the perspective view. Even there, where's the bump? On You know, the bump here, this definitely looks higher than here. But yet, here, you have this higher than the maw of the mouth. You know, even though it's a 2D image... Uh, I, after studying the art of this thing, you know, and looking at it and putting it in uh, over MOLA data and all that, you know, you, you as you learn the face, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But this is the same image. Now, why didn't he give out the same day, 2001, the color data as well? Why? How did I That's know? That's the question. 
Now, exactly. Now, yeah. boom, look, look what I did. Because in that also hit piece, there was a video also on the page. Of, and it had something in it to where, again, crickets, even from Hoagland, of the importance of proof that Greybeard withheld data. It's still in his drawer when he released this face. He didn't give us the color aspect. Global Surveyor took many color images as well, and I studied many and, and, and process, enhanced and processed many of the color data. Uh, so I know that data. That's why... Another researcher who remained nameless said, oh, that color is more expressed than a bullshit. Here's the differences. You guys see it for yourselves now. There's big color differences between ESAs and this one. Yep. Mars observers the CMYK and also higher resolution than Mars Expresses. So, of course, we would see better detailing along the face than we did in uh, Mars Express. And I said, it doesn't match. You can also blow it up. It still doesn't match. And overlay it, it doesn't match. So there is a video on that page. And I said, holy crap. And I stopped it. Because it's only a video that's showing the perspective view that we just seen. All right? But spinning around. But it started out like this. Yeah. That is the data that was withheld from us in 2001. That mm -hmm. is the data that was not put up as a main report like this was. Well, that was. Why, I wanted, I said, oh my God, why, I wanted to see it full on. <coughs> so as I got down the page more in time on that day, I clicked well, on the it, it's, it goes back to the first impression as, uh, you know, this is the second time I have a first impression. And if they can fool you with the, with the second first impression of this thing, uh, they, they fool enough people that people just dismiss it. And I think that was the agenda completely. Well, well, yeah, to dismiss it because of their official position. Because remember, right. they they don't want it to be a face at all. You know, right. it's a mountain, yeah. it's a massive, it's a hill. Yeah. They don't know what the hell it is. It's all right? a trick of lighting in your image yeah. and it's your imagination. Well, exactly, yeah. but yeah. trick of light and, and shadow. I explain to you all, and because of the art, it's the truth, but it's a half truth. They were obfuscating right. the truth. Now, so. On this video, it gave us this image. The, and you can tell, even by looking at this, it don't look like the ESA quality color. This no, looks like higher no. quality color, all right, yeah. which makes sense. Mars Global Severe. So, lo and behold, I said, oh, very interesting. So, I proved my point. Again, never a reply from Greybeard. Him and I, and <laughs> he stopped messaging me long before my questioning about this. But. Look at that. That comes and is in. I didn't add these colors. These colors are in that. It's just brightened. It's just right. hate. It's just obfuscated. So I had to dig down to diffuse the light everywhere in order to reveal... His deeper identity. 
And when people see that compared to the black and white image, mm-hmm. I mean, oh yeah, wow, it pops out directly. Image. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you it can, pops wow, out. Wow, someone might yeah. say wow, a no big deal, but then when they see this shit, and if I'm if I'm opening my mouth too much, you know, swear, let me know. I I just get in, I just get excited about this. No, 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 no. I'm with you 100%. I even see the eyeball moving. <laughs> well, yeah, you can see the eyeball here. Yeah. But they're yeah, really, yeah. and it's art. It's also etched here. It's etched here. It's etched here. There are circles within circles. And depending on Correct. where you're looking yeah. at it from, if you're looking at it way from out here, you know, way beyond out in the space, and the light's hitting it, that eye's going to be watching you, and as you go more across it, that eye's following you, because the light is changing, because your position and orbit's changing, therefore the pattern's changing, the eye becomes animated. Now, right? for that to be something out of nature, I mean, the odds are like one in like a trillion, maybe? Uh, I mean... For it's it to a be this, yeah, for it to be this many uh, anomalies on one, you know, mountain, it makes it look like this. It looks like uh, it's like sculptures or like living art. Is really what this is. Uh, I mean, for that to be a, a natural phenomenon, I'm telling you, that's one in a trillion, if that. Boom, and we never got. Even from a MRO, we have not got a true color imagery. We got a color image right. that I, I put it in here. Uh, I want to show that for another time because it's much larger. But the thing is, it's it's just not the same. There's things wrong with it. This had better color ability than what they gave us, and it's not consistent. Why? And that, that, that brings up the bigger question, Angel, and everyone else. Why not ever a true color image of Mars? What's Correct. the true colors? All right, it's why? Because you see the tattoo and you see the giant sculpture. Welcome to my madness. Yeah. All right. Boom. No, but, now, but look, look how uh, criticized Russia got when they released a real image of the Earth, and the the color spectrum was completely different than NASA's been putting out for years. <laughs> So think about Mars, and Mars is not Earth. They want to make right. it as Earth as possible, <laughs> but it's not. So now here's another image from MRO. I mean, and there's many more images that it took. And I just want to touch base on the main ones. This is how they publicly give it out on their website for this particular MRO context image. Right. right. Yeah, I see that image. High yeah. rise would take a smaller picture, which would really be high, much higher resolution close up. They only gave us one, but they gave us at least eleven or twelve context image views from MRO. So why were we only given one high rise image long ago? And even then, that's questionable. I have my again this thing with this show is about tonight. But uh, th- notice this is how they give it out. When you go to their web page, you, you know, you click on a picture, and, and you can zoom in on the picture on the pages they have now, right, in the little window on the page, and you're like, huh, that's weird. You know, it, it, well, it's so bright and everything, and some people have said, oh, that's because you're viewing the heat and stuff. Bullshit. And, oh, it's not because you don't know how to process a damn image. Why? Because <laughs> look what you get when you do. Same image. Yep. 
NASA's version, now they give it to you, the public, which this is the people's camera. Remember? <laughs> the people. <laughs> the taxpayer money camera, yeah. And yet, it takes one of the people, not of their people, to process it correctly. What a big difference. What a big difference. Mm -hmm. uh, or is it me? Do you see a lot more details in here that make it more... Well, that's definitely more facial than this damn thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the, 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 the detail changes. The details are amazing when you when you change just the lighting. It, it's amazing what you do see in scope and detail. Uh, which that's exactly why they were doing it. They're hiding what's there. It's it's again. It's hiding in plain sight. That's all it is. Exactly, and there's no yeah. hiding from it because, like I just said, MRO yeah. alone. 11 or 12 context images, never alone, never mind alone, the yep. infrared images, which is, by Odyssey, which is really low res, but it's good for mm -hmm. comparative data, uh, and regular vis imagery of Odyssey and Mars Express, the lower resolutions, each one you still will get, looks like a damn face, all right, yeah. especially when you process them correctly, then just believe in this is what you really get, that they're taking, oh, really, no. Here you go. Eek! Run for the hills, right? So, but now, brings up the interesting aspect, again, like we explored earlier, with this particular image. Up and down. Boom. Now, let me, ask you a let me ask you a question. You see, right under the eye socket, there's uh, what looks like a ball and a pole right it? there. Yeah, how how high up do you think that is? Well, if up here is 1,500 foot high, this has got to be at least 13 to 1,000. Because and that looks like some kind of an energy pole, if you ask me. That's what I, I'm looking at there. Very interesting, though. And right? Like something, like maybe something out of Tesla. You remember the Tesla coil that had the energy ball on the very top? Yeah. That's kind of what that reminds me of. Ah. Well, that's interesting. Well, the faces of pyramids are well as well, and we, knew not, we do know that pyramids are uh, power generators or senders and God knows right. literally what else, and obviously these Martians do. But mm -hmm. what does this look like to you? That don't look like a human face staring no, at us no. from a flooded Martian desert. Again... It's no, that looks like multiple faces. You can even see where the mouth is. It looks like a even like a little gray head with a body. I mean, there's all kinds of like symbology there. Yeah, there's a, you can see a head and there's another head on top of there. Right, but his main visage, it's his main dominant theme, looks like a King Kong Cornelius. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. saurian, a more like a dinosaur. Right. Short teeth. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, this it, is, it's very tricky. Uh, it's a, a hominid saurian type of fellow, planet of the apes. Uh, definitely ape-ish. Awesome, more by yeah. More. You know, the big, the, big, uh, the big brow over the eyes like Cro-Magnon and apes. Right. Wearing some funky helmet, potentially, some claim, and maybe it is. But, uh... It's it could be a flying maybe. saucer on the top there. Uh, that's another thing. It looks like almost a saucer. 
Like a saucer landing on something. Or look at that. Actually, when you look at it from that angle, again, going back to the uh, the grayish-looking alien, it almost looks like he's uh, working on the keyboard. Or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like he's flying the yeah, ship, no right? Shit. No shit, yeah. His uh, control panel, his hands are here. Yeah, yeah. Remember the the Roswell crash? Some of the the supposed uh, footage of the the wreckage showed what looked like control panels they control with their hands, right? Right. That's kind of what that looks like. It's maybe just holding on to the control panel. Look at the art on this. Boom. There's the feline, the feline side. Right, the feline, correct, yeah. The lion-esque, the big old, the mane of the lion, the big forehead of the lion, the big nose of the lion, the eyes. Here's the tripping part, the, the bottom where I guess the nose would be, if you look at the face, it almost looks like, uh, looks like a little monkey face. Right, monkey right body. Yeah, it's a little monkey face with a monkey body. Like a <laughs> monkey king or something like that. I know, isn't it wild, man? There's so many things that can be made. <laughs> it's iconography. You know, this isn't natural. Nature doesn't do this, especially what happens with us. The main dominant theme is lion-esque. Mm. And the other side, Cornelius King Kong there, you know, two things that at least uh, as life as we know it here on Earth that we could attribute to visually... It's really fascinating, uh, and, and and again, I cannot fully. That doesn't mean there's a. People always want to say the Earth Mars connection, but what is that really? And if that connection is there, how do we know this shit wasn't made before the Earth itself? Yeah. If you're going back to the Sumerian tales of who we are and where this planet even came from. <laughs> oh, here's even, going even further than that. What if this is not just uh, the actual hybrid connection that created human beings? They mixed uh, some kind of uh, you know ape-like creature from Mars with a feline creature and created humans through oh, DNA splicing. That, that could be it, too. Or it could be ancient, you know, some people say ancient humans from Earth that went to Mars. But people want, right. want to make humanity as if we're the grandest thing. And people want to ignore scriptures that we were created. And this is this shit up here is higher than human, and believe me, it's a creation of yeah. someone's handiwork being seen in the heavens. Enough mm. said. Now, here on Earth, we get yep. that this from... Uh, you know, George Haas and others of the Mesoamerican split art, that it's not too far-fetched to have that hominid feline type thing going on, uh, split iconography. And we see this a lot in uh, South America, mm-hmm. now this, this and Mesoamerican human, hominid, lion-esque, you know, it's kind of odd. I, only had, I could have put more pictures of these, but uh, I don't want to steal other other people's thunders, and <laughs> I'm not trying to make it as my own. It's just correlates with the research, and uh, to be actually save on time, we got a lot of images. Here's another MRO CTX view from a different time of day and a different uh, month or whatnot, orbital position. Compare that here, what you see. Is that. You know, just like the uh, 
Viking yeah. image we looked at, the Odyssey, the Mars Express image uh, that we looked at. It shows different things that's readily available. They'll could still confirm the things, uh, some of the things you see in the features already, but this one brings out more. Look at these lines that you don't see that are readily apparent in the other one. Correct. And yeah. this one. This one has the bottom mouth shown all the more better, and and all right here what what NASA had put out and as uh, in the past you know you would see all hazy going down now you're seeing details now you're seeing the the fine etchings as it was you're seeing the sculptedness. No, no not only that you see in areas that could be openings uh, for ships, crafts, uh, beings to oh, walk definitely into. Work in yeah. The place, yeah. Yeah. And None remember that. that, that Tesla coil looking object that look, look at it in that angle. It even looks more coily. Like, look at that. You can see the patterns in the bottom. That goes round and round and round. Yeah, right there. This is, uh, risen too, though. This is all part of this. Yeah. It's all part of this. Uh, triangular. There's a lot of triangular, triangular circles, squares. Uh, uh huh. It's like a spider web within a spider web within a spider web, each being a picture right. and being ornate. I mean, this thing was carved f- phenomenally. We can't even. We we we've never duplicated the technology, at least as far as we know that we have now. Uh, but who knows what we could get. We need to get up there and under there if they're not there already, like you said. Subsurface illegals, here we come. <laughs> now, this is a combination of that other image of the face from MRO, CTX, and this, and this one. Uh, right, and this one. So, it's this one and this one. Put together, this is what you get. So you can see the details that each has to offer, merge them, fuse them together, and it helps us get a better picture, really, of it to understand what we're looking at, and it proves my words right about the way it is carved, because I wouldn't have been able to test and prove it if it wouldn't be able to be done. Right. And it's not an equal split down the middle, but there's definitely a distinctive line that splits the images apart if you look at it from that angle. You can it's, definitely see, right. yeah, but it's, it's not even completely like straight up the middle. It's almost, it's almost curved to the right, from bottom left up. And so you right. see the curve. You see the curve going all the way up. But there's also a faint line that goes again, and they could have multiple split points. Right. But this one, you know, it, it's it's really interesting in order to bring two faces into one. Now, this is a side perspective view from Google Earth. I played my image data on it. And look, where's the big, where's the big uh, bump? Where's the traumatization? <laughs> this mm-hmm. is more consistent with ESAs than anything. But look yeah. at the dip, look at the dip of the brow of where the eye would be. That's pretty amazing, ape-like. And notice here again. Uh, you know, yeah, but see, the, 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 this image. <clears throat> the thing I have about the, you know, that I have against the image like this is that it really does uh, not give a good. Depth perception of what is what's really That's there. Right. That's because yeah. the data that they're using on Google Earth Correct. is MOLA data, and it's been modified, modified, right. and that, therefore it's hard to get a good estimate. Doctor Mara Carlotto had a good uh, image from the uh, 1976 Viking face. I wish I added it. Yeah, yeah. But it shows a peak, 
but not when the position when Nas had it, but it would like come up like this and be able to that peak be risen to where it goes up to here to the mouth, you know, and then goes down. Right. It looks more thief like. You can see them more better. And I'm, I'm definitely writing about that in the book too. So I, that that part's already started in it. So that's but that but but hey, this is just to give a perspective. Well, you know, well, what is it really? How can you do this? So that's the vibe. You know, these things are huge. And then when you consider this, it's not far-fetched to consider all the surrounding artscapes as well being manipulated, even these so-called no-craters. You know, I mean, and they're, it's all part of the picture, and the art is uh, going on it and through it and around it as well. And it should be impossible. Oh, maybe I did use one more MMRO image. This is how NASA gave it out. Okay? Believe it or not, it's like, wow, you know, what a bad image. You know, who gets yeah, that shit? Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, you know, process the raw yourself. Obviously, it's a different time of day. Maybe yep. night, more to a night. Very interesting to see features I brought out in the other ones, straighter lines. Well, the lines and... Again, depending what out, out, what you'll see, I, I have to make uh, fusions of these, but I got to get matching fusion images that are nader or in the position that they're in because if not, I won't get a solid hit on these. It'll always be offset. So I try to make fusions of the ones that are consistent nader-wise so I can uh, do what I need to do. And it's already, the old experiments already work. So all of these uh, just added for more comparative uh, analysis and spectacular wonders of our friend up there. It's uh, amazing. Now it's, ama this is it's amazing what they're hiding right underneath our eyes. This is incredible. Yeah. Oh, that's what they've been obfuscating for years. But you know, yeah, it's yeah. it's massive. It's a hill. They don't know what the hell to call it, but they officially call it the face of Mars. Now yeah. here's a feature <laughs> that I, I claim is face like. See, I'm on the hunt. For other faces, and we'll get into that toward the end, whenever that will be. Thanks for uh, allowing me the time. But this is yeah, kind no, of no you kind of see, like, Sidonia, you, you learn certain characteristics after studying it for a while, and that I use to applicate in trying to find others, though they may not look the same. I might say a sim I might I might see a similar mindset as it was, or or a techniques. Uh, and it, sometimes it can be hard in helping spot other potential faces because that face of Cydonia we can most humanly adapt to. Well, oh, it looks hominid, it looks feline, but that don't mean that all the rest of them would be. You know, so but we have to learn what we learn from the data and uh, of the features of how the face is even designed in order to applicate that in the studying other features or potential other faces. Because uh, something you may have seen first that, uh, you know, and you look at and study more and more, you can see more the characteristics of why it might be a face. So I call these face likes. Uh, but it's really interesting. You see a lot of detail. This image could have been done better, but it was on a shitty sweat. Uh, it's hard to get that out of this. I will try to hit it again. But what I remember mean? seeing. Uh, I remember seeing one day there was a face and it looked like it had a crown on the top, uh, almost like a young king, and it was like on the side of a mountain. Do you remember seeing that one? Oh, the king face uh, by Greg Orm. Yeah. Greg Orm's find. Yeah, uh, he was on a, uh, a couple months ago too, and he spoke oh, about no that. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Uh, he'd be a great guest. Uh, so. This thing here, 
And then, but look at what's all, it's nearby. It's nearby this triangular, pure, weird pyramidal type shape, bizarre world type pyramid. Again, you got artscapes, you got features, you got the scale patterns, you got features that are in line with others. If it was naturally, it should be all chaotic. Here's another little pyramidal type structure. But you, like these so-called people say it's craters. Yeah, well, look how they're geometrically shaped, lined with each other, and continues on all over the place. Everywhere, everything. I mean, I could keep going on with my mouse to draw a picture even for, for you all, but it takes a lot of time. Think about how much time it took them to do this to a planetary surface. But, uh, there's another image of it, of features just above it. Notice this pentagonal type pyramidal structure nearby it. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, it doesn't look like the Pentagon. <laughs> yeah, and notice how it goes out. Coincidentally, it goes out, butts up to this point here, that happens to be the exact rim of this particular right. structure. And it goes down to here, which would be the top, and this leads out into it, which leads out into that room. It's pretty amazing. This, this, like we're this, looking this, at roads, almost. Right. Or, or, well, for lack of a better term, uh, I just call it the art, the tattoo. And, you know, it has that burfake, that bifurcation split like two different sides onto each other. It kind of looks face-like. Uh, you know, so I, I find it fascinating. Uh, no crater nearby. You can subtly see features on it and uh -huh. structure sitting on the edge of it. And I mean, it's, I'm just going to show many different things. That That's a utopia face found by Dr. John Brandenburg, and uh, he believes it's a face, and so do I. Though it's not like the face in Cydonia that shares similar characteristics in its designing and mindset. Here you could kind of see an eye. Okay, when you think of face, don't think of a normal face. We know this is a bizarre world, you know, but thing, it's odd. You can see a lot of the features. Well, you again, know, what is our motion supposed to look like? So, Yeah, but which one looks like yeah. who and what? Exactly. You know, it's weird. That's what it's mainly meant to be seen as a bigger picture of the surface from high above. Right. Uh, further away and it's all and you can see all these details the way that is cut and carved it's nature don't do that you can follow the lines along and everywhere you just wind up covering everything and it, and it by following the lines and nature does not do that mm -mm. i mean and then the gym it just there's too much purpose it's chin point forehead and, away. and look at this weird structure it has like flanges on it that connects to a centerpiece, as it was, and right. it's fused to all the surroundings. And, and well, no, no, that. Look at this running there. Remember the the supposed lava tubes that they found on Mars. Uh, that's kind of what, what that looks like. Um, which actually looked like like not even lava tubes. It looks like uh, glass tubes. Would, yeah, I would call them tunnel tubes. <laughs> right. If so, you look slightly to the left there uh, on the image. You get oh, see the little ridges and everything, the the, the little ribs on the very top. No, a little bit to the left. No, go to the left. Go to the left of the image. For the left, for the left. Well, no, for the left. Right in between the the two mountains. Oh, here. Yeah, you see that? You see that stretch right there? Look, yeah. at, the little, look at the little ribs on uh, on the actual tube. In now there. that's the believe it or not, that's the bottom. 
I've seen this in the perspective views. This is the side going up, like uh -huh. the flat top, structured top, which is also art carved, by the way. You can, I mean, to really see that I'm not crazy, you have to study the data and even literally trace over it for your own uh, benefit to grasp. But when you see it, you'll see it and start right. understanding it, at least in the sense to find the next spot and study that. Uh, it takes years. Um, I mean, a lot of people just all look, oh, they did dirt. No, that's all right. See you later, ape man. But uh, <laughs> this, now this you'll appreciate because this I call uh, the jackal head. There you that's go. Long, that's long before I've ever been on your show. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, George Haas also found this interesting. Now, again, They'll not looking the same, but based on concepts I learned from the face of Cydonia, I see applied here. And it's bifurcated, meaning what? Not, you know, it's two, two and one as it was, or potentially. Right. Maybe more. But you can see all the features around it. How it, everything is, is carved. Everything goes into something and, and even continues on over to some things while being a part of making of something else. It goes over and around. Right. It's, it's now, some might say, why do you call it the jackal head? Well, yeah, there you go. You see this right here? Yeah. Woof. Woof. <laughs> no kidding, yeah. Martian pharaoh dog going on here, you know. Yeah. Big old, yeah, yeah. big old the eye, the eye, the dog ear. Dog I mean, ear, when you put it like that, a mirror image, the eyes are uncanny. I mean, that's without a doubt. The two eye sockets, nose, mouth. I mean, that, there's no doubt about that. The ears on top. And it happens to look like a damn pit bull or a jackal staring at you. Correct, yeah. Look, you know? And look, but, and look what we used. It looks like it's got a pole or something going through it. Or, right. Or an and look how it goes here. Now, when you split this side and flip it onto itself, this kind of looks like an alien gray, too. Look at this. An right. Eye, pupil, the eye. Like a bug alien, you know, right. with, with like a feral hat on. Well, and, the the grays look like praying mantis almost. The species, and this, the, yeah. And this head, which may be the crown or a head, is part of another head. Where here's the eye, here's right. the eyes, nose, uh, a mouth, maybe opening, and chin going down here. Yeah, like some that, clown from outer space. That um, oh, Gary, hold on. That almost looks. Like, and I'm going to get biblical on you, like a, a Jesus type of figure putting a crown on the head of like a, a satanic figure. Take a step back and just look at it for a second. You can see the arms holding on some kind of a yeah. crown with you know fingers. What? Check this out. Boom. Boom. Yeah. Boom. 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 Pentagram. Right. There you go. Now that's now, that's in the geometry. Now, I don't know whether or not it's satanic or not. It may very well be. Or oh, even the, where the neck would be. Look at, look at the neck area where it would be. Like, you can see like almost like a satanic-looking like, crown or chain um, where the torso would, would extend, where the shoulders would extend. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, this looks very, very uh, symbology, satanic symbology. 
So this this picture you should use maybe for one of your logos or something here. The <laughs> yeah, that's actually that's pretty good. You no, know, but uh, that's an idea. Uh, <laughs> Gary, so we've been on for we've been on for two hours. I mean, uh, how, how much longer can you stay with me here? I don't know how much longer you want to see more images. I got I got quite a bit more images. I'm cool as long as you're cool. Well, let's do this. Let's go to the bottom of the hour, and uh, we'll, we'll be done there. How's that? Uh, d- done at the bottom of the hour? That's what, in a few minutes? That'll be in about 25 minutes. 25 minutes. All right, I'll speed it up. All right. All right, so this is another face from Mars. First, people were like, what? At first, I was like, what? But look at this. Looks like, uh, again, nothing's ever perfect. We already know that. It's a bizarre world. But it has yeah. <laughs> a shape, an odd no crater attached to it. His <laughs> uh, like would be his eye shadowed. Well, maybe some weird-looking Thor helmet or something. On here, where an eye would be, kind of is. But you can definitely yeah. take out the mouth, chin area. All right. Different position, so maybe it will look... Uh, yeah, that definitely looks like it was uh, maybe bombed on one side or something, but... Well, if that was it, then how come it didn't destroy all of this? If anything, all, yeah, the, art yeah, lines, yeah. all the art lines are going and making the rim around this so-called no crater. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> and, it's not, and then it's not obstructing the crater, and the crater's not obstructing the feature. Uh-huh. You know, you, that, you know it's like, How? It's impossible, they say. There's another face I had found. Neil Spence had also uh, recently came across it, and he put a picture of it and said, Hey, wait a minute, I found this thing in like 2012, 2015, and I started showing him pics of this area. We're going to do a collaboration on it, I hope. But here's a, like a pyramidal-type structure. I see that, yeah. But here's this face, I, again, a split face. Looks like some weird African ugga booga mask, you know, all frightening looking and everything too soft. That one I don't see as that one I don't see as much. Yeah, I might have a little bit more trouble seeing the, the face on that. I see where you would see the eyes, but the mouth doesn't really resonate as much. It's a to- it looks like a totem type face. And then I didn't say it looks hominid or human either. Right, right, right. He looks facial by what the things I've how I've seen the faces of Mars, the face of Cydonia is designed. I see the same mindset in its artistic application and structuring here. Now, of course, if it's a face, who and what does it represent? And do we really want to know? But notice by it, notice by it, we got another. Some people would have said this is a crater. Really, a crater with a pentagonal shape with carving on it. Flares coming up over it like a circle, but it's geometric. It's pentagonal as well as circular. And it happens to go up to this cool looking pyramidal, might be a tiny face like feature. It's, all of this is connected. All of this is ordinate art that you see sculpted. This isn't sand and natural dirt. All this has been sculpted. You can follow the lines everywhere. And then you see it's all part of each other. That makes it the harder for people to see or understand because of the scale of it. It just, people just don't want to believe it. 
It's hard to see. This is another different image. I have like eight or nine different images. I think I just use these two as examples. Here you can see the face a little better. You can see the eye better. You can see the eye better here uh, compared, you know, to that one. That one has You know, also bad. from a certain angle, Gary, it kind of almost looks like you're looking at a virus through a test tube and you're seeing like a little uh, things that hang out of like, the, for example, the coronavirus. It has all little, like, hairs all around it. Yeah, <laughs> filaments and all that. Right. Notice notice these lines here. It's like a, a pyramid. It was overlapped with a layer, and you can see the buttressing. Yeah. This thing as art, and the peak up here is the circle, which, like a, like a, those blade doors that open up and shut. Shweet, shweet. Yeah. You know, like a <laughs> blade doors. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. pretty wild. That's another, I think, was going to be used as a face, or may, might have been once, or it was going to be, because you could definitely see the outline of one uh, of consistent with a face-type mound. That doesn't mean it is a face, uh, but it does share characteristics of it certainly being used and applied in a relationship with them somehow. I, You know, again... Just going to show various images. Yeah, I see. Well, yeah, you can almost see. Uh, this one's the interesting. Top. Well, look, look at the cross on top. Of that it looks kind of creepy. What this? Yeah. That, ain't that? Yeah, ain't that creepy? That's definitely artistic. That's a symbol. Yeah, it looks like a cross of uh, his fiction of Jesus, perhaps. I don't know. And well, I don't know. There's too much <laughs> weird thing here. But you got this weird thing here coming out with a circle, and it's, it's like it's a cross on a keychain, Gary. That's what it looks like a cross on a keychain. Right? Yeah, it's definitely structured. Though, but look, look at this. It's this is also pyramidal. It has, shares characteristics of face type platforming, but it doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, it's pyramidal type you can see make out a pyramid here tetra triangles triangular and square rectangular leaving circles i mean it's it's like got complex math embedded let alone all the scale like features it all connects to why that's not natural either i say now here's my process version of it i guess i could do a little better but that came out pretty damn good if you ask me notice this thing here this is interesting. All these little pyramid mounds and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, leading up to whatever that thing is. That thing, that's definitely a symbol of representing right. something. That, uh, you look at all that ornate art and structuring on it that, and all the carvedness. Even going out to these little no craters that are also sculpted. The edge of the, cra of the craters are matching and sculpted along with where all the other lines are going and what it's a part of. It's just amazing, and it's hard to see at first. It really is, because we're thinking of like how we know of features here on Earth, and this is not Earth. That's Correct. another weird structure. Yeah, that is, uh, I mean, that is not natural. I'm sorry. That, there's, yeah. There's no way that's natural. It looks like a theme park. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's that is incredible looking, yeah. 
Look at the right angles on here, going uh, under and apart of the rim of this uh, Bizarro World type pyramid. Yeah. <laughs> See that? That's that's incredible. This thing's in pretty good shape. I mean, honestly, now, from the certain angles, uh, as high up as that is, that looks almost like a, uh, I would say, a, a castle, perhaps. Well, definitely. It's wide enough. It's, uh, yeah. well, it's definitely near the mile size. Right. I mean, if you look at it, look at the uh, the openings, the the structure the way it looks. It looks like it's a, a castle, and the um, I guess the the circles on the side there would be where maybe they would hold off invaders. Maybe there's areas for room for sleeping in there. I don't know, but it looks like very castle like. The bottom parts look like openings. The castle, like where the drawbridge would be somewhere. <laughs> Possible. Fascinating shit. There's the DNM pyramid. Uh, Again, the face of Sidonia would be like, I right. don't know, 10. That's a clear above. pyramid. Yeah. Yeah, man. And that thing's like over two miles wide. Yeah. So, you know, it's larger yeah. than the face for sure. But that's huge. There's a, well, a ruined pyramid, I guess. But it's <laughs> yeah. odd because it's. It's just the way a lot of this is and how it was sculpted. If it was a pyramid, it was still sculpted on. And I don't think that this is, a, per se, a ruin. I believe a lot of this is pur purposed for the bigger picture of what it sits on the sculpted globe of Mars. Further right. away, it, that this, this thing here would pull off what it was carved for at a certain distance within the bigger picture. As well right. as a lot of these craters. If you look at a lot of these so-called craters, many of them have geometrical shapes. Yeah. Where on earth do we have pentagonal-shaped pyramids? I mean, uh, craters. Nowhere. Another odd pyramid. I didn't process one from the raw. If I did, we'd see all the details. But I, uh, I will do that. I just pulled out images yeah, just to put together prove some points. This is a pyramid, believe it or not. No, that odd. looks like a pyramid. Yeah, an odd-looking pyramid, but that looks very pyramid. Oh, and that's got some size to it, too, I think about. Yeah. Well, I mean, all, all these objects, obviously, are huge. Oh, my God, look at that. Yeah, that's... I mean, again, look at the glass tube-like uh, structure going in it. Then you see all the uh, the pyramids around it. That's yeah, that's pretty incredible. See, that looks like a wall going all the way up on uh -huh. the side there. Yeah, going all the way up to the middle. Yeah, it looks like a giant wall well, going up. Shape. You know, it look, some people say turn it sideways, and it looks like the Walmart emblem. I I started laughing. <laughs> There's another one, another pyramid type shape. Yeah. There's another DNM type of the odd looking pyramid, pentagonal almost. It's different. This I call the foot pyramid. That looks like the outline of a foot a little bit. Right, Again, like a footprint, yeah. Another structure. 
with a no crater attached to it. Neither is neither is obliterating the presence of the other. These are, this is not a normal crater. No. For whatever purposes is yet to still be ascertained. But I call it the foot pyramid. <laughs> and you can see the buttressing and shit. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. shaped around the mound that has also been carved and purposed. It's interesting. Here's another pyramid. Again, the no crater being attached to it. And I think I got the dimensions of this one on here in one of the next images on how big this is. Notice it sits atop its mound. Yeah. That's been formed and sculpted for this. With this on it, this on it, this squiggly thing with a so-called crater. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's, it's exquisite. Three miles. Corner of this down to the corner of here, right here. I mean, that right-hand side going into that crater, that looks like roads going in. Right. I mean, that, yeah, that, that's, I mean, distinctively. If I'm looking at that and trying to make sense out of it, that's what it looks like to me. There's some, one I found, that one's pretty interesting. That looks like a wicked UFO. <laughs> right. I call it the Manta Pyramid. That Yeah, that, the Manta shape, yeah, I see that. Well, again, a, a no crater being attached to it. Yeah. For some reason, obviously it's been covered up or whatever happened around it. Seen better days. Look at the, the, the rocks or the boulders uh, on the right-hand side there. They almost look like chips themselves or some form of device. And they're casting a shadow, so they're pretty high up there. Yeah, man. Right? Look. And I found oh, this thing. This, this stands in the middle of nowhere. stands right out. There's no way this is natural. No. Look at that. That looks like something out of Pizzagate. Oh, right? Triangle. You know, pe pedophile circle. gate, right? In fact, uh, the, the Pope... Well, around the Pope's neck, they were that symbology, almost I identical to that. Wow. Yeah, you haven't seen that? Google the, I, Google I the Pope's uh, attire. You're going to see the Pope has uh, that kind of a pyramidal symbol just like that. I mean, that's almost identical. It's, it, that's pretty freaky. It's the black and white version. You can see more detail of this circle. Kind of looks like a half face here, too, like a goblin. A little bit, yeah, goblin face, yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. But it's definitely pyramidal. Look, it has uh, uh, consistency of, you know, shaping on, around it. That's yeah, yeah. freaky. It don't belong. That one's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, circle, pyramid, <laughs> I don't know, weird, huh? It looks like a living city to me. <laughs> That's one of my discoveries, not far from Cydonia. I call the Mad yeah. Martian Pyramid, or the DNM Pyramid Jr. Again, no crater connected to it. We did an animation for Mark Collado's SPSX uh, uh but shade from shading program to where 
you know, it starts out at the bottom, like, level. You can see the, and then it, it gradually comes up to what we see here. So, and it shows, this thing's wild looking, man. This thing's wild. But look at it, unmistakable, the geometry here. It looks like it might have seen better days, too, but it looks like it held up pretty well. Look at it, although it's the right, the little tiny dots uh, that lead to, lead to the crater. Yeah, little, here? Little, no, 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 on the other side of the crater, right to the right, more to the right, right, right there, little tiny dots. Up, 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 right, right there, there are little dots right there. Yeah, and all these little structural yeah, little things here. right there, that, that, doesn't that look like a little city going into yeah. the crater? Yeah. I mean, again, we're, we're talking about structures that are, are pretty high up there. Uh, so that one looks tiny. When you zoom in, that's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and you're going to start seeing houses, maybe buildings. Who the heck knows is down there? Maybe just rocks, but it look, definitely looks like... Uh, more than rocks to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it ain't just rock. I'm telling you what, it's been art sculpted. This yeah. is another type of geometrical pyramid. You can see a lot of the features on this. You know, it's just pretty wild. Yeah. Mm hmm. Incredible. There's a lot of things in this image. This kind of looks like a face here, too. Yeah. You know? The, uh, weird, a weird. Yeah, thing. I see that. Yeah, that one's actually a little bit clear. It's like a mangled up face, like. Yeah. Freaky. And another thing I like about this image is this here. This. I bet you, you split that image and in, in mirror it in half. It's gonna have a very demonic look to it. That's one thing I noticed about a lot of these images. Uh, they have a very evil, dark, demonic look to them. Well, for our perspective, uh, yeah, but right. for them it might be natural, but maybe yeah. it is. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, exactly, correct. You cannot rule that out. This was a clip from UFO Diaries as a hint of what's out there, and it took years later when other data was found for me to find it, to see that it, they were trying to clue us into another face that they were allowing us to find as a clue. Uh, therefore, if this turns out to be valid, what, then therefore the other ones they shown us, why would you, they we should not consider them, Mister Hoagland? Boom. <laughs> and I got a bit of pictures of this, so but I just use this as an example. This is just one image from Mars Express, but just to show that it was found. And here's a, another interesting one, a bizarre one. And this one looks like maybe some type of canal that has been cut or something. Or right, boundary. Like, look at yeah. the lines that go through it. But look nearby. That seems to be a weird face. By all stretch of the imagination, I mean, that looks like uh, some kind of either underwater uh, canal uh, yeah. with a bridge, uh, a bridge exactly going right through it. Um, yeah, I mean, even the way it splits on the right bottom side there, it looks very uh, artificial-like. Very weird type of face thing yeah. going on here. Half the face. And half weird, I don't know, just bizarro world-ish. Everything's purpose. Follow the lines everywhere. Follow the yeah, lines. Yeah. Another view of it. 
Why, why such a dedication to carving faces, though? Well, faces ain't the only thing they're carving. And remember, they're carving all the surface around it, too, everywhere. But what's the fascination with faces? Good, well, good point. Or face-like things? That's a good right. question. Uh, again, uh, we do know from scriptures, do not make any graven idols, let alone bow down to them. Maybe we're dealing with a problem with that, which kind of brings in, again, the demonic aspects, potentialities right. and scriptural uh, potentialities in this as well. And and all could apply. You know, people say, ah, yeah, religion and bullshit, but yeah. <laughs> you know, there you go, you're talking about other things. Yeah, okay. You know, uh, now this... Is a face I found in 2012. My Mars Express here. And it took a while to get more data. This year I recently made a video called The Face of Acidalia, as this is like Southwest Cydonia, borderline Acidalia. So technically it could still be Cydonia, but we already have the face of Cydonia. So I, since it's bordering Acidalia, I, I, I also call it that. So that's pretty interesting. I don't know if you see a face or not, but I do. Oh, yeah, no, I see. It, it almost looks like it's looking to the side a little bit, but I see the face on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. That's another just of that. Yeah, right, right there. Now, there's Mars Odyssey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, you can see it. Again, it there. looks like it's some pissed-off demonic look to it. <laughs> right. Now, there's Mars Express image again, uh, without the color. All right. Process this one from the raw as well. And notice the eye, like eyelashes or the eye point. And you can make out some type of pupil here. Though not looking like the other face of Cydonia, this is the same size roughly, a mile and a half long. And at its widest point here, here is 1.13 miles rather than just one mile. Okay, so 1.13 miles from point to point, mile and a half long. That not looking the same, but sharing characteristics of his artistic mindset and designing. Uh, this was a real easy one to spot out when I found it. All right, and then, boom, put that Mars Odyssey image on it, overlaid it, fused it. That's what we get. So that, you know, so we could get a better perspective from the data. You know what I mean? Right, Where right. Each has where others may not. We can get a, another view. Right, another right. idea of what, what's actually there. I got you. Now there's Mars Express, MRO context image. The eye fascinated me. Look at that standing out. Mm -hmm. And that eye looks like he's looking to the side. Right. Which, for all we know. Strong mouth, the line where the face of Cydonia in the mouth has this feature going up from it, too. It does here as well. Though not looking the same, they share similar characteristics in mindset and designing. So, obviously, they don't look the same, but definitely it looks worked. Right? So, and I... Heck, uh, even the, the the parts on the left side that, that looks like it's mountains uh, right under the eye or right below the the mouth, I mean right. that could be that could look like some kind of communication device. Uh, if like you're looking at a face, yeah, right. it's like the Cydonia something under the eye, 
uh, broader cheekbone type this one has. But you can follow the colorings and the detail. Right. You can follow it. It has purpose. I Believe me, I didn't just see this and put it out. Oh, it's a face. I mean, I've studied it for some time for me to make my claim. All right. So uh, here's, a, here's a better one of color infused with the Mars or uh, Mars uh, reconnaissance yeah. orbit data. Look at the eye, how it's looking that way more. You know, you got that, like, a eyeliner or something. And it's weird. And it has a central point, too, just like the face of Cydonia does in its central point. A little bit of red, but it has that beak, that beak-like point within the mouth. And mm -hmm. like the face of Cydonia, that you can faintly see the mouth going on the other side, though it's part is showing the uh, has carved uh, feline features on it and has it. This one's different. This is a different structure, but it's definitely still of a, a brother. All right. Uh, look at this shaping of the head. I mean, I'll go a step further. That looks very, again, Planet of the Ape-ish. The eye on the very top. Uh, right. The light part of the mouth area looks like the like the, this part here. Yeah. Of, of the mouth. Uh, of course, you have the slit here, but the very, very uh, top of like the, the goatee area, I guess, would be. Uh, then you have the nose in the middle. Do you see the eye? You can easily almost see a pupil. Uh, go up a little bit. No, no, no. Up, up, up on top of that. Uh, forget that part. Here? Right there. You can see like a pupil area right there. Yeah, and it might be part of a different face. And believe it or not, it's funny you right. brought that up. Because remember what I told you about cobras? Watch. Yeah. Check this out. Now, before we get to that, one and a half miles in length, 1.13 wide, Cobra. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, look at that. Cobra flare. You see what I mean? It looks... Yeah. You were right. The eye. Here's the eye you were talking about. That's the pupil right there, yeah. The Here's the center. Here's one of the nose slits. Part of yeah. the nose ridge. The mouth open a little. You can see little teeth or something. Maybe a tongue opened his mouth a little. Definitely yeah. has the serpentine... It's like, like, a, uh, it's like a serpent on top of a serpent, almost. Right. Therefore, when you look at it, too, it's like his face is therefore wearing a snake cover where he's like snake-like, and what you see here is, in fact, a maw of a larger mouth where this dude is like some type of serpent ape dude. Yeah. Wearing the covering of a cobra over his the flange over his head as the or, crown. Gary, Gary, leave it right there. Leave, go, go zoom out a little bit. Zoom back down a little bit. Oh, yeah, right, right there. Doesn't that also look like the torso, two arms sticking out, two legs on the bottom, wearing yeah. some kind of like pants yeah, like and a head? Yeah, it's like right. here, here, with, here, with here, the wig and the hair and the eyes, like a little Chucky yeah, doll almost. His <laughs> Yeah, his chunky face, his mouth is open, he has his hair, his arms yeah. are out, and he's jumping out, wee, and he's doing wee. Correct. Wee. Yeah, 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 that's what it looks like. <laughs> you know, indeed, isn't that weird? Talk about that, Mars revealing, huh? And, and indeed, I, I, there's a lot of things to see on Mars. They're not focused, oh, we're looking for possible signs of life. You know, uh, you know. never mind what we actually may see. We'll run right over it, run right by it. And actually, that's what their policy is. They admitted it. Even yes. if they see something that looks like life and that, and that may be life, 
if it doesn't fit their priority of their objective of what they're looking for, which is my opinion, and Dr. Gillivan's too, they're looking for the real, really, the proof and evidence of evolution. Right. Darwinian evolution. Truth be damned. Mm-hmm. And they, really, it's not even been proven as a fact here on Earth, let alone. Yeah. You know, and then despite what they're going to see in these upcoming rovers, uh, Bridenstine and others said, well, hey, and Zerbuck, and yeah, we're, we're just going to roll right by and look, search out our objective. And even if it don't look as exciting as what that potential life may have been, it cannot detect light. And they won't. That's not their objective. So we, uh, I think we're almost done here. Just to touch on U.S. UFO diaries, what got me hunting also for these phases? Gary, uh, how can everybody follow uh, your work? What's the website again? Give it to the audience so they know exactly how to uh, track you down. I don't really have a website for my work per se yet. I, I need to build up a site. I Seriously. do have a lot of work, though, to make one. But I, uh, but thefacesofmars.com, thefacesofmars.com is, you know, pretty much for my show page. And, right. And... Uh, has linked to the archives and other things, and some pictures on the page. But where my, my work is not so far. I'm, I'm putting it in books. Uh, well, that's being written. I'm 65 pages in my first one, so maybe that would be a good place to stop. I could have got into these too, but I mean, we could always do another show at some point. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely have you back on. That's for damn sure. Uh, especially now that I'm doing Thursdays and Sundays on Jackal's Head together. Uh, so it'll definitely open up to have you on more often. Uh, no, this is just amazing. We could go on for hours and hours on what exactly is on Mars. But yeah. the truth be told is we're never going to know until we actually have the boots on the face on Mars. Well, so, well, we got data. Data data is good, too. I mean, don't don't play that down. They love to play that down and right. say that. Uh, it's true, yeah. view, where In order for us to know where to walk, we're going to see where we're going to be putting the boots down. And if Correct. they're calling it the face of ours, now the picture on the screen, the last couple of pictures, this is from a 1958 comic book called The Face of Mars, The Face on Mars by Jack Kirby. Though the right. face is standing up on the surface, not looking up at you. But right. the experience that they have in it is remarkable. Um, there's the logo for my show, The Martian Revelation. Heek! Staring up at it and wonder, that's me, I'm obsessed. I don't know. I got the spirit of the Martian revelation in me, though, whether it be good what or bad. What time can they catch the uh, show? I know it's on Global Enlightenment Radio Network, but what's, what's the time so the audience knows? It's uh, 12 a.m. to 3 a.m. or longer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Eastern time, Saturday nights slash Sunday mornings. And uh, tomorrow, we're going to have a special one during the day with Miss Andrew Bashago, which we will use. Uh, as a show for Saturday night. He couldn't make it Saturday night. I mean, this, this show goes weird. It is what it is, but I appreciate all the listeners out there, and we are making our fate one show at a time, and especially here, too. You're helping us make that fate, Angel, in more ways than you know. Only down through time are you going to become more acclimated to that. But yeah. it's like this. this is our future uh, Space Force sign. <laughs> I want you to kill them all. Join the space force. We are the super troopers. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Gary. Thanks so much for uh, joining me on the uh, three-hour podcast here tonight. And, uh, <laughs> the 
<laughs> Three-hour show. I no, I, but out, but thanks. No, but it, it goes by quick. But you know what? We, we're going to have you back on soon because, again, there's so much we can cover with uh, Mars itself. And that's oh, just yeah. one planet in our solar system. Imagine the other ones we, we haven't even talked about and what might be lurking on those. Yep. So, again, thanks, Angel. And uh, everyone else out there, may the Martian revelation be upon you all now. Pack them and smoke them. Good night. Good night, everybody. We'll be back next week. Uh, literally on this show on Thursdays, and again, of course, this Sunday, I'm going to be back on with uh, Terry Wickham on Inside the Jackal's Head. Look forward to having you all on that. Please check that out on PSN-Radio.com, of course, SoFloRadio.com, and Global Enlightenment Radio Network. Uh, So uh, Sunday and then Thursday, I am Angel Espino the Jackal. Check out the website, AngelEspino.com. And also check me out on Patreon. Please check out the Patreon page and uh, donate. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Angel Espino, all one word. Check it out. Anything you can give, it's really appreciated and uh, welcome. Until next time, guys. Peace.